Adult content intended for an adult audience only. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. Gwyneth by Antipod Chapter 1 My final year at high school was a fill-in before I started university. I was 18, and when I discussed it with my parents, we decided another year would be a good thing before I settled into three or four years of hard graft. I wasn't the only one at high school to take this option. My friend Charles, Charlie, and a couple of others returned at the beginning of the year for the same reason. One was Gwyneth who had to wait until she was twenty before she planned to become a policewoman. Gwyneth was one of the hottest items at school. She wasn't particularly tall, maybe five feet six inches. Blonde with long hair, an awesome figure, and a gorgeous face. Her green eyes were mischievous, and when she smiled or laughed, which wasn't that often, she made my heart skip a beat. I can't explain why, but to me, despite everything else she possessed, this to me was the most erotic. The most interesting thing about her was she was somewhat of a mystery. One rumor was that she had recently had an affair with a P teacher, and he moved on to another school shortly after these started. Gwyneth was one of those rare creatures who exuded sex when she walked, smiled, or talked. Every male pupil in the school and every male teacher was very aware of this when she was around. I had the feeling other girls avoided her because they found her great looks intimidating and felt inferior in her company. She was always getting detention for dress code violations with regards to the length of her skirt, pierced ears, and non-code blouses. I guess I had something in common with Gwyneth. Not the sexy bit, but I seemed to always end up in detention with her. This high school was a grammar school, one of the elite schools within my city and adhered to strict rules and regulations. One was that we boys had to wear a cap to and from school. I refused to do so. I was old enough to vote, drink, or be drafted, and wasn't going to wear a stupid cap. This became an ongoing battle with the school, and I was lucky not to be expelled, but would usually end up in a detention class at least once a week when some teacher had spotted me coming or going to school. Since I usually trained by running to and from school every day this really pissed me off. Then there was my hair. I surfed and along with my older brother cultivated the appropriate hair to fit with the surf culture lifestyle. Every so often in previous years, after a few detentions, I would be summoned to the headmaster's office for a caning as was permitted in those days, along with instructions to get it above the ears and off the collar. Possibly one of the reasons I was not expelled was because the headmaster and my dad were wartime buddies, having both fought in the Pacific. When I was fifteen and legally allowed to do so, the school suggested that maybe I should leave but I had other plans. Chapter 2 Gwyneth and I would end up so often in detention that we had a bit of a common bond and would have a bit of a smile and laugh about it as we spent an hour in class after school. Where others would shy away from Gwyneth not knowing how to relate to her, I found her easy to get on with and not in the least intimidating, that is unless she smiled. At the beginning of this my last year, I heard that there was an incident on Gwyneth's school bus going home from school. A boy by the name of Jason had a go at groping Gwyneth's tits, and she screamed at him and told him to fuck off. As a result, this got reported to the school, but not the groping bit, only Gwyneth's language. The F word was a no-no in those days, 
and the use of it was generally resigned to the workplace between males, although my brother and his mates would drop it quite often, but they were trod eyes having finished their apprenticeships. The resulting detention coincided with my latest misdemeanor. She wasn't very happy and her usual smile to me was a bit subdued. Miss Denon was our detention teacher that particular day, and the youngest teacher in our school, only just out of teacher's training college. She was also an ex-pupil. She was cool, and not far removed from our own ages, I guess about twenty-two. As the only two in detention, she ignored the norm of giving us a set writing project and just came over, sat at a desk in front of us turned around and had a chat. Her brother surfed with mine, so we yacked about what the two of them were up to, their girlfriends and latest surf trips up the coast. You don't look very happy, Gwyneth. What's the problem? Um, I just don't think I deserve to be here, Mississippi. Please call me Chrissy when no other teachers are around. What happened? Gwyneth gave me a sideways glance. I took the hint. I can step out if you want. And got up to leave the classroom, but Gwyneth put her hand on my arm and glanced up at me. It's okay, Tim. I know you won't go blabbing if you hear what really happened. I sat down again. That prick Jason, whoops sorry about the language Chrissy, has been hassling me for weeks. He lives a couple of doors away from me and I've caught him trying to have a perv when I sunbathe and a couple of times at night, I got the creepy feeling that he might be trying to look into my bedroom. Didn't see him, just got the feeling. Anyway, she glanced at Chrissy and me. A few weeks ago, I had a friend arrive at home, I'm an older guy and Jason saw him. We've never done anything, and I told the guy I wasn't interested. It's just that this guy was trying to hook up with me for a while but he was way older than him. Everyone knows him. So that prick Jason hit me up and told me if I didn't put out to him, he was going to tell everyone what he'd seen. I guess you've heard the rumors and you know who I'm talking about, so I told Jason to. F off. Anyway, now he's telling his mates he's having it off with me. On the bus the other day they called his bluff and told him to prove it. That's when he grabbed at my tits, sorry I mean breasts. She glanced at me again and I saw a couple of tears forming in her eyes. I know I've got a bit of a reputation, but I don't deserve this. Gwyneth started crying and Chrissy moved across, knelt down and hugged her, looked at me, then indicated towards the door with a nod of her head. I was pissed off. Jason was also in his final year, but there was no chance he was going to university, and he was a real blowhard. He was quite big and had always been a bit of a bully. I'd seen him a couple of times picking on kids much smaller than him. Chapter 3 At the last school's swimming sports, I had cleaned up in a couple of freestyle events and was now on the school's swimming team. The school had a history of great swimmers and a few Olympians over the years, but I was never a competitive swimmer. However, my surfing kept me fit and I was a strong paddler. My house was a good five miles from school and plenty of detentions meant I often missed the bus home, so would run, no doubt contributing to my win in the senior cross-country event. I was also training for the upcoming inter-school regional cross-country champs, often running to school in the mornings as well as home again. I'm sure my sporting achievements also helped with me being not expelled, the school being very focused on its sporting prowess amongst the others. Having always been an okay swimmer was probably the reason I did so well at the school's swimming sports, but I had no style, and had never been coached, just went flat out. 
My mate Charlie was a competitive club and national age group swimmer and became my coach with the encouragement of the PE teachers. The worst thing about competitive swimming was that I had to ditch my boar shorts for a pair of speedos, which I hated. It took a while before I got some tan on my pale thighs to blend in with the rest of my body. We trained each lunchtime at school and because we were in a fill-in year, often these sessions would extend out to a couple of hours without the school being concerned, providing the P department didn't require the use of the pool. About a week after that detention with Gwyneth, Charlie and I were heading around the back of the pool's changing sheds one lunchtime, prior to a training session, when we came across Jason. He had a mate with him, and a kid pushed up against the block wall. The kid Ben was a first-year student, and Jason had a hand on the back of Ben's neck and his face squashed into the wall. Bugger off Jason, leave him alone. Jason turned to me. Or what? He let Ben go, headed towards, then stood in front of me, legs apart, hands on hips. I couldn't help myself and let rip as hard as I could with a kick right between his legs. I guess in the back of my mind I was thinking about Gwyneth, and although it was a dirty thing to do, a bit of a red mist came over me. With Jason rolling on the ground clutching his crutch I started in on him and smacked him in the face a couple of times until his hands went from his crutch to his face and he cried out for me to stop. His nose was bleeding and his lips split. That's for Gwyneth you prick. Hassle her again and watch out. This is nothing to what I'll do next time. Meanwhile Charlie and Jason's mate William were having their own standoff, although no punches were thrown. I put an arm around Bill's shoulders and lead him away followed by Charlie who kept looking back and grinning at Jason and William. Around the corner I checked out Ben's face which had a few scratches on it from the rough wall. Thanks. His voice was a bit shaky. That's okay mate. Listen you need to do us a favor. Don't tell anyone especially not the teachers or I will be in trouble for sure. Okay. Yeah okay but thanks. If that prick Jason gives you any grief from now on, or any of your mates, just tell Charlie or me. Bill was grinning now. Okay. The school had a strict no-fighting policy. Any fighting on school grounds meant instant expulsion, and that applied to girls too. If you wanted to have a bit of scrap, you did it away from school. Chapter 4 Any hopes that this wasn't going to get out were dashed as Jason ended up with the school nurse after a teacher saw the state of his face. To his credit though he never knocked on me. It was a couple of days later when Gwyneth fronted up to me and Charlie. It was you guys wasn't it? No idea what you are talking about Gwyneth. She just grinned at us. Yes you do. Did you do that for me? Gwyneth, you must keep this under your hat. Yes for you, but also the kid he was beating up on. I don't know how I can ever thank you. Jason saw me as he was coming out of his house yesterday and instead of hassling me, turned around and walked back inside. He's got stitches on his lip you know. She looked around, then reached up and gave Charlie a kiss on the cheek before doing the same to me. I can get my life back to normal now. Did you tell him to leave me alone? Ah uh, yeah? He won't bother you anymore. How did you find out? William. He's fallen out with Jason. Jason reckoned he should have helped him out. I guess you had that covered, didn't you, Charlie? And now he's telling everyone you gave Jason a hiding. Ah, shit. That's no good. Hope that's not the end of my school days. You know how rumors get around the school. 
Hell, I never thought of that. Do you think they will expel you? I'm so sorry. I guess it's my fault. Nah. That's okay. I laughed. Had one foot on the banana skin and one in the gutter for a while now. You know that, don't sweat it, Gwyneth. Okay, doesn't seem fair, though. She lightly punched me in the arm. Who am I going to spend detention with if they find out? I'll grow my hair long and throw away my cap if you like, Gwyneth. Charlie chipped in. The inevitable happened, a summons to the headmaster's office, an accusation, my confirmation that I had done it, and my school days were over. I shook the headmaster's hand as he wished me the best. And get a haircut. He laughed as I headed for the door and grinned back at him. I sat down with my parents that night and told them what had happened before they got notification from the school but left out the details about Gwyneth. My mother was sympathetic, my father a bit angry at first but then he said he would have done the same thing. Chapter 5 The following Tuesday I got a call to drop back in and see the headmaster. I borrowed my mother's car and drove to school wondering what was up. In the back of my mind was always the worry that Jason might lay assault charges, but that would have meant a visit from the police, not a summons back to school. The headmaster was quite warm with me as we headed into his office, and he offered me a seat before sitting behind his desk. Tim, a bit of information has come my way with regards to what happened the other day. You know the school's policy on fighting so there was no option there, automatic expulsion. However, we've had some of your friends come forward and explain the reasons for, let's say your indiscretion. In view of this I'm offering you the opportunity to return, that's if you want to. I grinned at, and thanked him, not believing my luck, as I was not looking forward to working in my father's factory for the rest of the year. Just one thing, you're not getting away scot-free. Ah, uh, come on sir, you're not going to cane me are you? I'm too big and old for that crap now. He laughed. No Tim wouldn't dream of it, but I've still got to set an example. A week's detention. That way I know you'll keep up your cross-country training. Okay, deal. I shook his hand as we both laughed. I headed for the door and again got a... And Tim. Get a bloody haircut. Chapter 6 My return to school the next day was something of a triumph. The first person I met was young Bill. He just grinned at me and fell in beside me as I walked towards the main entrance. How you going, buddy? Good. What you been up to? Your face looks better. Did you want to tell me something? Maybe you know something I don't? Ah, uh, yeah, it's good now. I'm not allowed to talk about what happened. I stopped walking and looked at him, then ruffled his hair. Good for you, mate. He turned away still grinning and trotted off to class. It was Charlie who filled me in on what went down, as we headed to the pool at lunchtime. We had a bit of a deputation and met with the headmaster. Who's we? That kid Bill, Gwyneth, Miss Denon and me. Whose idea was that? Gwyneth's. She's got the hots for you, man. Lucky bugger. Well, what happened? We all gave our version of what went down. Gwyneth got a bit upset. Told him you were only trying to protect her but she didn't go into details. Then the headmaster asked Chrissy Denon to stay behind after we left. Okay. Thanks, mate. Let's train. We had the pool to ourselves. Only the swim team had use of the pool during lunch break, 
but all the other members trained either early morning or after school because lunch was only a one-hour break. We were swimming 400 reps, 50-meter sprint, 50-meter cruise, where Charlie had me concentrate on my kick which was previously non-existent, then sprint again. Eight laps with a five-minute break and start again. We skipped the afternoon classes and decided to keep going. Resting between reps at the end of the pool, Charlie suddenly looked up and smiled. I turned around and glancing up at the terraces saw Gwyneth sitting there. She waved to us. Hi. Don't let me stop your good work. Just catching some rays. Gwyneth had her dress hiked up to the top of her thighs. We could just see the top of her white panties. She also had a couple of buttons undone on her blouse, so the top of her brow was showing. We were a bit gobsmacked for a while. I'm sure Gwyneth was teasing us. Hey Gwyneth, can you time our laps? Charlie called up. Yeah. It will give me something to do. She grinned at us cheekily, reached into her bag and pulled out a pad and pen, then took off her watch, got up and moved down to the lowest terrace. As she sat down, she shuffled her skirt up again exposing most of her legs and the front of her panties. Charlie and I grinned at each other. Ready. She looked at her watch. Go. It took Charlie and me a couple of seconds to react before sprinting away down the pool with renewed vigor. We went hard out, trying to beat each other to the end resulting in a tie before cruising back down, then into the next sprint until we completed the rep lifting our goggles we glanced up at Gwyneth. Five minutes twenty-two seconds, she told us. Is that good? It's okay, said Charlie. As Gwyneth stared down at us, she casually moved her knees apart. I hope I'm not slowing you guys down, she said. The front of her panties were now fully exposed to us. You will if you keep that up, I blurted out. We all laughed but Gwyneth didn't close her legs. Give you something to take your mind off the bottom of the pool. Her voice was quite sultry. Well, it's working. Come on, one more rep, I said quietly to Charlie. I'm going to get a hard-on if she keeps that up. That is so frigging hot. Gwyneth gave us the go, but neither of us could concentrate very well. Five minutes, thirty-eight seconds, she told us as we climbed out of the pool. My fault, I guess. She was grinning at us as she stood by the door to the changing rooms. Like your speedos. Like what's in them. We both stared at her open-mouthed. Well, I do. You've both got nice bodies and packages. She turned away still grinning and walked through the fence gates. Bloody hell. Do you believe that just happened? Said Charlie. That was dream stuff, mate. Just the hottest tease ever. I wonder if she is just a cock teaser, or she actually does go further. Anyway, I won't forget that in a hurry. Chapter 7 Detention That Afternoon Threw Up Another Surprise Just after I arrived Gwyneth walked and gave me a smile and sat down beside me. Chalky was a geography teacher and the detention teacher that afternoon. Chalky got his name by reputation. He was prone to throwing chalk in the classroom if someone pissed him off. Luckily, he was half-deaf, not because he was old, but during the war, he had been in a disabled tank that the Germans had machine-gunned for a whole night. He was writing the page numbers we had to copy onto the blackboard, turned around and saw Gwyneth before checking a list on the desk. You're not on the detention list, young lady. Oh, I'm sure I am, sir. He rechecked the list. Can't see your name, what for? 
Mrs. Watson thinks my skirt is too short. But I don't. What do you think, sir? She stood up and turned up the bottom inch of her skirt, then swung her hips slightly. Chalky went bright red, then turned back to the blackboard. It took all my effort not to burst out laughing. Did you really have detention? I whispered. No. I just thought I would do detention with you today and the rest of the week. We were both whispering now. Why? Good enough for you to do it for me, then good enough for me to join you. I was a bit dumbfounded. You'd do that for me? She glanced at Chalky then leaned into me. That's not all I'm going to do for you. She placed her hand on my leg. Come on you too. have you written anything yet? Sorry sir. We walked down to the main gate together after detention. So how did your training go? She was grinning at me again and swinging her hips. Um, it was a bit hard. We both laughed. Did you like it, you know, looking at my panties? I had to think about it a while. Gwyneth wasn't obviously one who was concerned about modesty. And she was so upfront I didn't need to try and act cool in front of her. Honestly, Gwyneth, it was so hot you gave me a woody. Good. It made me hot too. I like doing that, you know, having you staring at my pussy. Would you like me to do it again? Um, yeah, as much as possible, please. Okay, you know what, I'll probably play with my pussy while I think about your cock and your speedos tonight. I like to perv too. Sweet dreams. With that she headed through the school gates and turned down the hill. It took me a couple of minutes to get over our conversation before I threw on my backpack and started to run up the hill towards home. Should I tell Charlie what happened? Nah. If Gwyneth was going to give us a show again, then Charlie would be in for a nice surprise. Chapter 8 Training was well underway when we stopped for a rest. Every time we finished a rep, we would glance up into the terraces, and after an hour there she was. She had a stopwatch with her this time her pad and pen, skirt hiked up on her thighs and a big smile on her face. Okay, you guys. Next rep in under five to ten and I'll give you some motivation. We managed it with a couple of seconds to clear. Gwyneth, true to her word, shifted her knees apart so that we had a good view of a pair of blue panties. Sub five to five and I lose them, guys. But if you keep gawking like that, you won't have a shit show. Too much drag. She was right. We didn't have a shit show. Charlie almost had it, but I was five seconds behind. We had trained too hard and used up too much energy. She met us at the door to the changing rooms again. Bad luck, guys. Guess you'll have to try harder tomorrow. She stood facing us and then simultaneously placed a hand on the front of our speedos. You might have to get rid of these somehow. See you in detention, Tim. Detention that day included a half-dozen others who had been caught smoking behind the gym, so we never got a chance to talk. Chapter 9 Charlie and I had a plan for the next day. We only swam a couple of warm-up laps, and waited around for her to appear. Hiya! She sat down, looked around, hiked up her skirt, and this time spread her knees wide. But she quickly closed them again and pushed down her skirt. We couldn't see him but Ian Foster, the PE teacher, had walked through the gates. He glanced up at Gwyneth before heading to the edge of the pool. How's it going, fellas? Um, what is Gwyneth doing here? We asked her to time our laps and repetitions coach. Didn't know if we were maybe overtraining, 
but now we know exactly where we are. We're dropping our times almost daily now and got a handle on when we should stop. I was amazed at the ease with which Charlie delivered his spiel. Foster looked up at Gwyneth who gave him a wave, stopwatch in hand and pad on her knees. Good for you guys. You know more about this than I do Charlie, so keep up the good work. How's the running going Tim? Good. Five to ten miles a day. Might knock it back a bit until this swimming lark is over though. Two more weeks of this till the comp, then I'll concentrate on the running. Been running roads all the time, I need to get into the fields and some hills. Good for you Tim. You know wearing a cap is going to get you through the water faster with that mop of yours, less resistance. Yeah, he's going to wear a cap when we race. But resistance training is good for sprinters. We've been working on that. Okay guys, I'm impressed, well done. He gave Gwyneth a wave. Thanks Gwyneth, keep up the good work. And wandered off. As soon as he was out of earshot, I punched Charlie's arm. Working on resistance training, good one bro. Gwyneth joined in the hysterics that followed. All right, you clowns. Let's go, counting down, whoops, stop. I forgot. She grinned at us, hiked up her skirt again, and slowly spread her knees apart, but almost as far as she could. Her white panties were stretched tight across her pussy, and she was staring at us as we were mesmerized by the view, like a couple of possums caught in the headlights. Go, she suddenly shouted. We kicked off the wall and sprinted down the pool. Charlie had warned me not to blow it by going out too fast, and I made sure I stuck by his side pacing off him. The last lap, we sprinted as fast as we could. Charlie pulled away from me and finished a couple of seconds ahead. We were both blowing hard, and it took a couple of minutes for our breathing to settle. Gwyneth was still sitting with legs spread, hand on her chin and elbow on her knee. Guess you want to know the time. She stood up, looked around, then with one hand slid her panties down her legs over her sandals and placed them in her bag. Then she walked over to the side of the pool and stood above us. Five to one and five to three, here's your reward. She smiled down at us and then shuffled her feet slightly apart. I looked up at her beautiful pussy. Blonde hair above her pussy lips with a little nubbin between them. You boys need to finish your training, so maybe I'd better not distract you anymore. Then she did something totally unexpected and squatted down in front of us, knees apart so that her pussy was only a couple of feet in front of us. She was totally open to us with her pussy lips slightly spread. I could see that they were slightly moist, her small clitoris fully showing between the lips and the hole in her vagina almost open for us. My cock immediately got hard and pushed out the front of my speedos. Charlie was in the same predicament. Gwyneth leaned forward and looked into the waist-deep water. I've shown you. How about you show me? Can I see your cocks? I glanced at Charlie, and we simultaneously slid our speedos down over our cocks. Free from the confines of my speedos, my cock became raging hard despite the cold water. If you boys win a race for me, I'm going to let you fuck me. Gwyneth took a few seconds to stare at each of our cocks then smiled at us, stood up and returned to the terrace. Charlie and I didn't know what to do with ourselves. We sort of dog paddled around in circles once we got our cocks back into our speedos. Gwyneth had resumed her position with her skirt hiked up but hadn't put her panties back on. Neither of us wanted to look that way but couldn't take our eyes off her. She was giving us the biggest tease ever. 
she quietly called down to us. Not going to get it if you don't put in the effort, are you just going to flounder around like a couple of stunned mullets? She laughed at her own joke, and we joined her. This broke the tension and Charlie and I talked about how we could maximize our training. We continued with our session, but every time we finished a rep and glanced at Gwyneth, she would delay giving us our lap times and pretend to look at her pad and the stopwatch while moving her knees back and forth. That was the hardest training session of my life. Charlie joked to me as we made our way to get changed. There was no sign of Gwyneth. We showered and as we made our way out from the shower booths with towels wrapped around us, there she was, with her hands folded across her chest. She walked up to Charlie and pulled away his towel. Didn't get a very good look before, the water makes things look smaller. I was next, and even though I made a half-hearted attempt to grab my towel she beat me to it. Hmm. Not bad. You guys have got such buff bodies. Then she turned and walked out. Chapter 10 There were only the two of us at detention again that day, and we had Chalky. Looked as though we had him for the whole week. You two again. Um, just carry on with what you did yesterday. Yes, sir. Chalky sat at his desk, stretched out his legs, crossed them, and leaned back. Five minutes later Gwyneth nudged me. Chalky's mouth was open, and his eyes closed. A minute or two later he started snoring. Good we can talk whispered Gwyneth. Yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you. I raised my eyebrows and looked at the ceiling. Can't think what that might be about. She giggled. First of all, I haven't said thank you for what you did. You got me back into school otherwise I would have had to go and work for my old man. A fate worse than death. I figure you got everyone together. You're welcome. That was nothing compared to what you did for me. It was easy anyway. Everyone was for it. Bill was a bit worried, though. Thought he might get into trouble for not reporting it. Chrissy was amazing. I think the headmaster has got the hots for her, but Charlie was adamant that there was no way you were at fault. Jason was threatening you. Thanks anyway. Did you get a bit upset? Um, yeah. I was upset because I didn't think it was fair, you getting expelled. I don't think the teary eyes went amiss anyway. Guess you wonder why. She slipped her hand across and held mine. Hope I don't cry again. I can't remember when anyone has ever done something for me like you did in sorting out Jason. My mum hasn't got any time for me. She just goes out and gets pissed with her girlfriends, and she is always bringing guys home. Some of those creeps try it on with me, and I'm always having to disappear when some of them come around. Dad is in the Navy, and he's okay, but I just wish he would leave mum. She doesn't deserve him. He's away half the year and that's when she plays up. When he comes home, he just disappears with his navy mates. I'm sort of left to myself. It's always been like that. Bit heavy for you? No. I'm sorry Gwyneth had no idea that things were like that. I guess I probably don't appreciate what I've got. Great mum and dad, I can talk to them about anything. Well, most things if you get my drift. Gwyneth, tell me to get stuffed if I'm out of line. But how come you are like what you are? You mean how come I'm a bit of a slut? Like sex and teasing swimmers. Wouldn't have put it quite like that. She laughed quietly and glanced at Chalky. I guess I've told you plenty now, so I might as well keep going. When I was younger, I wanted a mum and dad like other kids had. 
In my mind they were sort of protectors. I wanted someone to look after me, didn't want to feel alone anymore, so I was sort of attracted to older people, mainly men and the inevitable happened. I was taken advantage of. They didn't help me, only themselves. She started to choke up a bit. I squeezed her hand. That's enough. Don't upset yourself. No. I'm okay, just some bad memories. It's nice to talk to someone. Anyway, this might sound weird. I like sex. I found I really like being sexy and having men perv on me. I figured out what it was I think I was wanted, sort of anyway. I could have fooled myself into thinking I was wanted, but I know it's what I have that is really wanted. So, I flirted with it, and it makes me feel good. I love sex, I love the feelings it gives me, it lets me share with someone and best of all it's fun. Teasing lets me be in control. I've never been very good with others my own age, but now I've got older, I can relate more with them. I just want to be happy and have fun. If someone thinks that means I'm a slut then I guess I am. Shit, talk about offloading. Wow, that was awesome. Wasn't expecting that. That was deep. What about Charlie and me then? How do you feel about us? Why us? I've told you, dummy. She lightly punched my arm, but she was smiling. You're my heroes. A girl's allowed to fall for her heroes, you know. And you are both hot, nice bodies. But I know you care about me and that is the main attraction, because believe me, nobody else does. The only other person who seemed to care was Chrissy, but she's a girl. But why both of us? Why not one or the other? If it was just one, it would be you. But I have a confession to make. I want to have it off with two guys at once. It's my fantasy. I've always had it, I guess. I want to see if it is twice as nice, if it is twice the fun. You up for it? Do you think Charlie might go for it? Ah, hell yeah. Why did you make a condition then that we had to win a race? I have watched you guys for hours now. Paddling up and down that pool. It couldn't be that enjoyable. And I'm thinking what a waste of time and effort if you didn't win. So, I thought I would give you a bit of extra motivation to make sure you did. You win, I win. You better bloody well win or I'm going to be very disappointed. Me too. We both laughed but a little too loud. Chalky snorted and almost woke. You do realize we are up against some of the best club swimmers in the country. I'm not even in a club. It's a long shot if I manage that. Charlie is only ranked about third in the region in his best event, and he's faster than me. You better try harder then. Come on, let's get out of here. Chalky isn't going to miss us. Okay. But what are you doing this weekend? I'm going surfing up the coast with my brother and a couple of his mates. Why? Oh. I thought we could meet up. Could I come? Surfing, I don't know. I'd have to ask. Don't know if the others would be keen. I'll have to check. Please, could you ask? You've no idea how boring my life is. Chapter 11 My brother Davy wasn't keen on the idea. Him and his mates had taken chicks away before on surf trips and they had moaned about being left alone while the guys surfed, too hot, too cold and a thousand other things. Surfing was important to them and girls took second place. Are you rooting her? He asked. Not yet, but I hope to. I laughed. What's she like then? It's not that sleazy slut and is it? 
No way. There is no way I would embarrass myself with her. You guys would give me so much shit. And was the town bike. Everyone had ridden her. She was personally responsible for breaking in dozens and dozens of virgins, me included, but she was a lousy fuck. No. Gwyneth is hot as hell, and she's really cool. She will be no trouble. Okay, I'll give Cooter a ring, see what he says, but you better be right. Davy gave me the okay, but warned me that if the surf was pumping, they might want to stay overnight at Cooter's parents' bock up the coast. They figured there was no way she was going to be in on that. Friday was a no-training day. Charlie was insistent that we had a recovery day each week and Friday was it. I caught up with Gwyneth at lunch break. She was sitting on a long bench seat outside a classroom. When she looked up at me with those big green eyes and a lovely smile, I could see she was full of anticipation. What did he say? Can I come with you? Um, it's a sort of yes and no. You can come with us, but we might stay away the night, so I guess that puts a damper on it. Ah, that's no problem. Mom doesn't give a shit whether I'm there or not. She would prefer I wasn't there anyway. That's awesome. We leave early, though. Have you got a sleeping bag? I think so. I could always share with you, though, if I haven't. Ah, this is so exciting. Yeah, well, you might be left alone for quite a while when we surf, and whatever you do, don't whinge about anything. Davy and his mates will get real pissed off if you do. She punched my arm lightly and then held it with two hands and gave it a rub. Thank you. You have no idea what this means to me. Chapter 12 Davy and his mates had all pulled their money and brought a surf wagon. A big Rambler Rebel American style car. It was six in the morning, with me in the back, Cooter in the front with Davy driving, our boards on top. Their mate Aaron, Chrissy's brother, had opted out to go to a wedding. The boys weren't impressed that we had to drive so far back in the opposite direction to pick up Gwyneth. We turned into a street full of navy houses and I was checking house numbers. But I needn't have bothered. Standing outside one of them was Gwyneth. Bloody hell, exclaimed Davy. You weren't joking, were you? Gwyneth was wearing a mini skirt that showed off her lovely tanned legs, a halter top that emphasized her tits and a huge smile. She had a small bag plus a sleeping bag at her feet. Instead of having her hair tied back as she did at school, her hair hung onto her shoulders. I threw her bags into the boot, opened the door for her, and she slid across the back seat. Introducing the boys to Gwyneth, she leaned forward to give them each a kiss on the cheek. That was the clincher. They had met her for just two minutes before she had them under her spell. We headed off and Gwyneth slid over next to me her hip touching mine. I saw Davy adjust the rear-view mirror a couple of times, glance up at it, and ever so slightly shake his head. We cruised to the sounds of Tam and Shad, Neil Young and Cream on the eight-track stereo. Kuta was a natural-born clown and storyteller. He had us in fits of laughter. Davy and I had heard it all before, but Gwyneth's infectious laughter meant we couldn't help ourselves and joined in. As Cooter realized that Gwyneth wasn't going to be offended, his stories of his sexual conquests got raunchier, till she collapsed against me holding her tummy in hysterics and called out, Stop, or I'm going to pee myself. After two hours we turned off the main road onto a meadow road, then twenty minutes of dust and stones later, onto another that led us through a pine forest before coming to an area behind some sand dunes. Got to pee, said Gwyneth. 
She shot out of the car and into the trees, while the rest of us headed over the dunes. The surf was a nice two to three feet coming down a point onto the beach. We were hooting at the nice clean conditions and raced back to the car to get boards and shorts. When we arrived back, Gwyneth had changed into her bikini. But it wasn't just any bikini. It was a white sort of crocheted string thing. Kutun nearly tripped over Davy when he saw her, and I was absolutely floored. The top was two triangles of material with strings attached. Her boobs stuck straight out with a slight bulge of breast pushing out of the tops. The bottom was the same with strings attaching the front triangle to the back. It was so low in the front that I was sure I was going to see some pubic hair poking over it. And she was tanned. Perfectly from top to bottom. The three of us just stared at her. You like? Grinning she gave us a twirl. I don't wear it at the beach now. Only in the backyard at home. Too many guys perv on me. But you guys won't mind, will you? Gwyneth was teasing the hell out of us, and she was enjoying it. I knew she was a big tease, but Davy and Cooter didn't. For all they knew, she was totally naive as to how she looked. No. No, that's fine. We mumbled and dragged ourselves away to grab boards. We made our way through the dunes and onto the beach. I'm sure Davy and Cooter were trying to be last in the single file as we walked along the track. Enjoy yourselves. Gwyneth spread out a towel on the sand and lay down on her back as we headed for the water. The three of us hit the water and made our way out the back. As soon as we were clear of the break Davy and Cooter were on to me. Fuck dude, where the hell did you find her? Have you screwed her? Has she got any sisters? I just laughed, but the questions kept coming. Then the discussion changed. Christ, did you see her tits? She might as well have not worn that bikini. She walks like a bloody goddess. Both looked at me. You ripped the bag there, Tim, and look what fell out, said Davy. Come on, mate, spill the beans. Nah. We've been at school together for years. Just started hanging out together for the last few weeks. Hanging out? I'd like to hang it out for her. Hey. Come on, guys, a bit of respect, eh? They looked at each other and grinned. All sweet bro, we're just kidding, we won't hit on her, unless she dumps you that is. Cooter chipped in. You know what pisses me off. The three of us, me Davy and Aaron are on the prowl nearly every weekend trying to tune up chicks and bloody hell Tim, you come up with first prize. That's because you are all ours and no classmate. We had a laugh and looked back at the beach. Ah for fuck's sake, now she's got her top off. Sure enough she was sitting up watching us and gave us a wave. Talking about waves, how about we get some? We turned to see a nice set rolling down the point and each paddled into one. We surfed for about two hours in the offshore breeze then it died down and went glassy. We knew what would come next as the land warmed up, so made the best of the next hour in perfect waves. Gwyneth decided to go for a swim and suddenly the three of us found every reason to fall off in front of her. She was still topless and shamelessly engaged in conversation every time one of us was close enough. Her tits were absolutely perfect, firm with no sag in them, nipples slightly upturned. Every time she duck-dived under a wave her beautiful bum would pop out of the water. Davy and Cooter were only paddling halfway back out before turning and catching a wave just to be in her vicinity. Slowly the onshore breeze filled in and the waves went to mush. We made the call and wandered back up the beach. Gwyneth was sitting on her towel. 
Can you help me with my top please, Tim? She had the top around her neck but was holding the string at the back. I knew it was another tease as she had managed to tie it on without help before. This was for the benefit of Davy and Cooter who reluctantly headed towards the track glancing back in our direction. I dropped my board, sat down next to her, and reached behind to grab the strings. Do you like my boobs, Tim? Like them. They are absolutely stunning, like you. I think you should maybe check my nipples are sitting in the right place before you tie my bikini string. She leaned her back into me and I ran my hands up and underneath, then gently stroked them up onto her nipples. Her tits were incredibly firm, and I felt her nipples harden as I lightly touched them. God, that feels nice. Gwyneth was almost purring. You're pretty good, you know, I think you are going to make a great lover. Do you reckon? I continued to gently massage her tits and nipples until I thought I felt her shudder. Then she turned and gave me a kiss on the lips. Thanks, she said and, in a flash, had the back of her bikini tied up. Do you think the boys like me? Like you, I'm surprised they could even surf without tripping on their dicks, and I wasn't any better. You're a cock tease Gwyneth, and I mean that in the nicest way. They don't know what hit them. Good. This has been the best day I can remember ever. Thank you. She reached back and kissed me on the lips. You're all salty. Is it just your lips that are salty? She whispered into my ear. When we got back to the car Gwyneth had another surprise for us. She took a biscuit tin out of the car. Thought you guys might get hungry so I made this last night. A bacon and egg pie. Might be a bit warm though. Cooter dropped to his knees. Right, that's it. Marry me, Gwyneth. Please say yes or I will have to do myself some serious harm. Tell me you'll be mine forever, I beg you. She giggled while we laughed. Chapter 13 We got changed and headed back towards the main road. Cooter's family, Bach, was another half hour away. We were going to stay the night and go back to the same spot tomorrow. Turning up a long driveway we came to the Bach. It was nothing flash, just three rooms. A main bedroom another with bunks in it, a kitchen and lounge in the third room. Out back was another detached room with two single beds in it. The best part of it was the view. It overlooked an estuary with boats moored in it and high sand dunes leading to the sea on the other side. This is so cool. Gwyneth was standing in front of the large window overlooking the estuary with a big grin on her face. Want a beer, Gwyneth? asked Davy as he handed one to Cooter. No thanks, I don't drink. Okay, Tim, want one. Nah, I'm cool. Do you want a shower, Gwyneth? It will only be cold water, though? Ah, yes, please. Come on, I'll show you where it is. The shower was an outside one beside the second little bock. Gwyneth had a toilet bag and towel. I checked the shower for bugs, then turned it on for her. The water ran from a tank above and wasn't too cold due to it being warmed by the sun. Want to join me? She smiled up at me. Um, okay. We stripped off, but by the time I had dropped my shorts I had half a silly on. She squealed as she ducked under the water. I joined her, and she immediately hugged into me. Hmm, someone's happy to see me. She reached down and wrapped a hand around my fully erect cock pulling it against her tummy, before ever so slowly beginning to slide her hand up and down it. Her tits were pressed against my chest. She reached for the soap in the dish and rubbed it over my chest then pressed hers against me again. 
The feeling of her rubbery tits as they slid across my chest was excruciating. I need my pussy washed. You going to do that for me? Taking the soap from her, I lathered up my hands and slowly slid one down over her tummy, over the mound of her pussy and pressed a finger between her legs. I felt the little nubbin of her clitoris, and she spread her legs as I ever so lightly dabbed at her clit. She put her head on my shoulder and whispered into my ear, You've done this before. Now I gently flicked at her clit before sliding a finger along it. God, I'm going to come soon. In my pussy, put it in my pussy. She started to wank my cock faster as I inserted one then two fingers inside her. While cupping my hand over her mound I slowly pushed deeper and faster. As she spread her legs wider, she hissed into my ear. I'm going to come. Do it with me. I needed no more encouragement as mine had been building for the last couple of minutes and I grunted into her ear as the spasms hit, then felt my cum squirt between us as she suddenly clamped her thighs onto my hand so tightly, I couldn't move it. I felt her pussy spasms on my fingers as she squealed into my ear. We held each other as we slowly came down from on high. If we hadn't, I think we might have fallen over then simultaneously we went for each other's mouths and kissed digging for each other's tongues. It was a long, passionate kiss before we broke off. Hmm. I knew you would be a good lover. Just remember, this is one race you don't need to win. It's okay to let me come first. She grinned up at me as I laughed. When we went back into the bock, we must have both looked a bit guilty. Bit of squealing going on out there. Was the water a bit cold? Davy smirked. Gwyneth put her hand on her hip and poked a tongue at him. Wouldn't you like to know? Hamburgers from the local takeaways. Then we decided a fire on the beach at the estuary would be a good way to end the day. Davy and I were musos. He had his guitar, and I had my harmonica. Gwyneth or nobody else at school for that matter had heard me play before. Davy and I had been playing together for years now, and we were pretty good. We played in some Neil Young numbers. Kooten knew the words and Gwyneth was able to join in with a bit of encouragement once she learned the chorus. She had a sweet voice. We sang a song about Young's old hound dog called King. Gwyneth loved it, soon learned the words and made us sing it three or four times. Davy nodded towards her when she wasn't looking, imitating smoking a cigarette. I shrugged my shoulders. Gwyneth, have you ever smoked dope? Do you want to have a toke? I asked her quietly. Yeah, once before. It was all right. Cooter got up and walked around the beach then back up the track to check no one was around. Back in those days a bit of dope was almost a hanging offense. Davy pulled a joint out of his pocket and lit up before passing it on to Cooter, Gwyneth, then me. The joint went around a few more times before we played a couple more songs. I seemed to play better, and the sound seemed amazing on the few occasions I had a bit of a toke. Then we just relaxed back and stared at the flames. Gwyneth snuggled into me. She had the biggest smile on her face and kept looking up at me, the smile turning into a grin. Chapter 14 We were hoping for another early start, so headed back ready to hit the sack. I had asked Gwyneth earlier where she wanted to sleep, and she said the cute little sleep out out the back with me. We said our goodnights to Cooter and Davy and headed out. My God, look at that! She suddenly stopped in her tracks. It was a clear moonless night. The Milky Way was like a pathway from one side of the heavens to the other. It was stunning. 
We stood and watched for another five minutes before heading into the sleepout, as on any cloudless night it was getting cold. You can undress me if you like. Yes, ma'am. She lifted her arms, and I pulled her sweater over her head. She had nothing under it, her tits were free, and she pulled my hands onto them. Instantly her nipples hardened, and I played with them as she pushed them into her hands. Then she put her hand behind my head and pulled my mouth onto her nipples. Suck, suck them, suck my titties for me. Gwyneth pulled up my t-shirt, and I stopped and pulled it off before going back to sucking then licking around her nipples while gently kneading her tits. Rubbing her hands over my chest she gently pinched at my nipples and then moaned down into my ear. The effect of the dope was heightening our senses, loosening our inhibitions, not that I think she had any, and the effect on my cock meant it was bigger and harder than ever. Gwyneth slid her hand down over my abs and into the front of my jeans. You better lose these, Buster. Have you had your cock sucked before? I'm going to suck you off and you're going to lick my pussy for me. Have you licked a girl's pussy before? I shook then nodded my head. You're not allowed to fuck me yet though, only when you win a race. You can do anything you want with me, anything, but don't put your cock in my pussy, because that's fucking. Got it? She twisted her miniskirt around and undid the button for me. I slid the zip down, and it dropped to the floor. She did the same with my jeans, then pulled my jockeys up and over my cock which was so stiff that it was touching my stomach. Placing a hand around my cock she used the other to guide mine to her tummy. Do you want the light off? It was just a single bulb, not very bright. No, do you eat your dinner with the lights off? She whispered into my ear. I want you to make my panties wet for me. Feel me up through my panties, cop a feel and kiss me, Tim. It makes me feel naughty. Gwyneth was slowly stroking up and down my cock, every so often lightly brushing the shaft with her fingernails. We started kissing, a slow passionate kiss as I gently brushed my hand up and down the front of her panties. She shuffled her legs apart, and I ran a finger along the cleft then dabbed at her hole. She moaned into my mouth so I repeated the process, and now she opened her legs further. Our passion was slow and gentle matching each other. As I probed my tongue between her lips, she did the same to me. Dabbed my finger at her pussy, I felt the damp through the material, so I slowly pushed it up and into her hole. The material stretched along her pussy lips and slowly the dampness spread. She ran a finger over the top of my cock and I felt the slipperiness of my precum as she spread it around the head then gently resumed her ever so slow stroking of my cock. I was relaxing in our play now and pushed her panties further into her hole and held it there. She moaned into my mouth again, then shuddered. We staggered towards the bed and breaking our kiss I laid her down, knelt above her then started licking around her tits before sliding my tongue down her tummy dabbing at her belly button then on to the top of her panties. I could smell her arousal and ran my tongue under the elastic of her panties until I felt the uppermost of her hairs. Gwyneth slid her heels up then spread them and her knees apart. The gusset of the panties was fully exposed showing the dampness over her hole. She put her hand on the back of my head, twisted her fingers into my hair then gently pushed my head into her crutch. As I probed my tongue under the edge of the panties, she slid her other hand up my thigh and grasped my cock. Now I was able to taste her, and it tasted good. Take them off now, please, 
Then kneel over me so that I can suck your cock. Lick my pussy and I'll suck your cock, but nice and slowly. My instincts were to rip them off in my haste to get at her pussy, but I took heed of her message to go slow and rolled the panties slowly off her hips, slid them down her thighs and off her legs as she closed, and shuffled them to help me. Still holding my cock, she gently pulled me back so that I was kneeling over her head. She slid her other hand up my back then onto my neck pushing it gently down. She must have trimmed her pussy with its golden blonde hair into a triangle as there were none between the junction of her legs and the mound of her mons. Tracing around the triangle with my tongue, her skin felt smooth and tasted slightly of salty sweat. Then I licked slowly down between her pussy lips and over the nubbin of her clit finishing the stroke at her pussy hole. Gwyneth moaned and gripped my cock tighter before spreading her knees apart. That is so nice, just keep doing that. Do you like it, nice and slow or I'm going to come too fast? Gwyneth, please don't suck me yet, I won't last long if you do. I just want to get to know your pussy a bit better before I blow my load, okay? I never knew this could be so cool. Tell me what you want, I'm here to serve ma'am. She giggled. Um, lick my clitty for me, then could you suck on it? When you ran the tip of your tongue from top to bottom, it was so gentle it felt like I was being tickled with a feather, and you call me a tease, I'd like to order some more of that for starters please. I've never felt so sensitive, it must be the dope. Are you sure you don't want me to suck your cock yet? No, don't even talk like that or I'm going to make a mess. Okay. Have a look at what I'm doing though. She giggled again. I hunched my back and dipped my head to look back along between our bodies. My cock with her hand around it was framed by those stunning tits that still pointed firmly upwards despite her lying on her back. She was grinning at me as she poked out her tongue and applied a quick lick to the tip of my cock that made me and my cock jump. A string of my precum came away on her tongue, and she sucked it into her mouth then grinned. Ah, fuck Gwyneth. I told you not to do that. No. You said don't suck it. Okay, how about I help you make me come? Shuffling further down the bed, Gwyneth reached around and wound her fingers back into my hair. As I lowered my face back onto her pussy and placed the tip of my tongue back onto the top of her slit, she ever so gently pushed my head forward, stopped when I reached her clit which I circled with the tip of my tongue then forward again so that it ran straight across her pussy hole before repeating the whole process. This went on for several minutes as she slowly built up the momentum, sometimes concentrating on her clit and sometimes on her pussy. Twice she stopped then shuddered, each time her thighs clamping onto the sides of my head, and she moaned out while slightly arching her back. Now I started to use my fingers as well, dabbing at her clit while pushing deeper into her pussy then sucking onto her clit. I spread her pussy wide. Oh God yes, hold me open while I come. I was looking into her hole as I spread it wide as possible, worried I might hurt her. Then it began to ever so slightly open and close on its own accord. She groaned out loud once, clamped her thighs around my head and started to convulse so violently that her whole lower body bounced on the bed. Her orgasm was so powerful that I thought she might break my neck as she clasped her legs together around my back and squeezed with amazing strength. I consciously relaxed so as not to fight against her and eventually the pressure went off. I was able to breathe again. When she slumped back onto the bed, I saw the clear liquid of her cum seeping out of her pussy and down onto the pucker of her arse. I lapped at it like a cat at cream. 
Gwyneth grabbed at my hair and pulled me off her and around before pulling her lips into mine. We lay on the bed passionately passing each other for the next five minutes, our hands tangled in each other's hair. Twice more she shuddered for a few seconds each time groaning into my mouth. Simultaneously we eventually stopped and slumped back onto our backs our arms spread-eagled across one another. Fucked him. That was the biggest and best come of my life by a country mile. That was fucking awesome. Thank you. She laid her head on my chest. I'm sorry if I got a bit carried away. Did I hurt you? Nothing a new pair of ears won't fix. Gwyneth grinned up at me sheepishly. You were so good, so gentle and caring. I don't know how to describe it. I'll make it up to you in a minute. Gwyneth wrapped her hand around my cock. Hey, it's all right, you don't have to. You must be a bit buggered. Like Hellbuster, your turn next. Let's see how fast I can make you come. No, I mean, I helped him. Would you like to fuck my tits? Sit on my chest so that I can put your cock between my tits, but let me suck it first. We need to get it wet. If I thought that she was going to suck me in straight away, I was in for a big surprise. She held me, stroked me, licked along the shaft, licked around the head, cupped my balls in her hand, before slipping the head between her lips. She looked up at me with big eyes, her hand around my shaft, and my cock between her lips with a girlish look like this was the first time she had ever done it. Then her tongue twirled around the head of my cock inside her mouth, and the feeling was excruciating. I groaned as she pushed back and placed my cock between her breasts. I couldn't help myself and started slowly pumping between her tits before she pushed them together so that my cock was totally enveloped. Not too much. She grinned up at me I haven't sucked you properly yet. Gwyneth was tweaking her nipples as she pushed her breasts together, but I pushed her hands out of the way and took over, rubbing them between finger and thumb. I felt my cum building and stopped. Okay. Now I'm going to suck that big cock for you. Do you want to come on my tits or if you like you can do it in my mouth? I could try and swallow it if you like. Not waiting for an answer, she grabbed me and pulled me forward so that I had to balance myself on my hands. A second later she had sucked half my length into her mouth while holding the base and her lips slid up and down the shaft. I tried to think about anything else, my best wave of the day, swimming training, anything but what she was doing to me. I managed a few minutes before I felt my cum building. I'm going to come soon, Gwyneth. Now she started sucking hard, pumping her fist. I felt her thumb press below my balls into the hard spot there. Unable to hold back any longer, I wanted to come but the pressure she was applying was stopping me from exploding. I thought I was going to die and started humping my hips before she let the pressure off, pulled my cock out of my mouth and pumped it. My first two squirts shot onto her neck and up onto her chin. Gwyneth squealed before pushing my cock down onto her tits. Still humping while she wanked my cock, I shot a huge load onto her. As my jerking subsided, I collapsed beside her. Fuck, where did you learn that? She giggled as she looked at the mess I had made. I read about it in one of my mum's books. Was it good? Good, bloody hell, I thought I was going to die. Sorry about the mess. I was still trying to catch my breath. Gwyneth grabbed her panties and wiped down her neck and chest. I threw on some shorts and headed out to the shower where I dampened down a flannel and brought it back to her, along with a glass of water for us both. When we were clean, we kissed again, 
switching off the light we spooned together under a sleeping bag which was unzipped to form a duvet. Chapter 16 I awoke during the night, with my arm laying across hers and my hand on her breast. Gwyneth was holding my cock behind her, she was stroking it, but obviously thought I was still sleeping as her movements were very gently for fear of waking me. I stayed relaxed, feigning sleep, intrigued with what she might do. When I was hard, she lifted her leg, reached between them, and ever so slowly pulled my cock forward so that it lay against her pussy. She closed her legs and relaxed back into sleep. My cock was still between her legs when I woke the early next morning, then fell back to sleep. Gwyneth wasn't there and the shower was already wet when I stepped into it. I smelled toast as I walked into the bock. Gwyneth was pouring coffee into mugs, turned, and smiled at me. Hello, lover. Thought you guys wanted to get away early. Davy wandered out followed by Cooter. They both looked a bit hungover but brightened up when they saw Gwyneth. Good looking, heaps of fun and she can cook toast and make coffee by the smell of it. I wasn't joking yesterday, Gwyneth. Please marry me. I'll buy you a puppy, got a cool record collection. Can you play the harmonica? We cracked up, took the coffees onto the deck, and watched the early morning sun as it reflected over the estuary. Thanks guys for letting me come with you. That was the best day of my life. We all looked at her. Must live a pretty boring life then, said Davy. Yeah, I guess I do. Wish I was a boy, I think I'd surf. That looked like fun. Girls surf, a few of them anyway. You could learn while I learn the harmonica and you can come on our surf trips anytime you want. Actually, we insist on it. We tidied up the bock, threw the boards on top of the car and headed off. Gwyneth snuggled up to me, placing her hand so close to my cock that I gave her a light-hearted scowl. She just smiled. The beach was deserted again, the waves clean, and Gwyneth resumed her position on her towel as we paddled out. Her top was off before we reached the take-off point. Tim. Davy was looking at me quite seriously. She's a keeper, mate. Don't fuck it up. If you want any advice, don't hesitate to ask me or Cooter, you lucky prick. Cooter was grinning at me. Okay. Thanks, guys. I think I'm doing all right so far, though. But I'll bear it in mind, especially if she starts to whinge about anything. I laughed back at them. We surfed the morning away, until the wind kicked in, then joined Gwyneth on the beach. Do you want to have a go? Gwyneth sat up and smiled at me. Yes, please, I didn't want to piss you guys off by asking. I grabbed Cooter's board. It was bigger than mine. Then we headed down to the water's edge, where I dug the fin into the sand and gave her a quick surf lesson on how to jump up, stand, etc. In the water I started pushing her into the broken white water waves. She stood on her second attempt and to my amazement rode squealing until the board hit the sand. Excitedly she pushed the board back out to me. That was awesome. So cool. More. I want more. I was having fun too, pushing Gwyneth around and into waves with my hand on her bum. Gwyneth rode another dozen waves before we called it quits. She insisted on carrying the board up the beach where Davy and Cooter gave her a standing ovation. Not bad for your first try hotshot. Praise from Davy doesn't come easy, and I was quite proud of Gwyneth who was beaming. The trip home was a quiet one. We were all mellow from the weekend's activities and listened to the sounds on the eight-track stereo. Gwyneth snuggled up to me, then eventually her head slumped down onto my lap as she fell asleep. 
I woke her when we got back to town and headed for her house. She looked around to get her bearings and then turned to me giving me a passionate kiss. She looked a bit sad. I didn't want this weekend to end. She whispered in my ear. I've never had such a cool time. Hey, we can always do it again. Something to look forward to. Entering her street, she leaned forward and gave each of the others a kiss on the cheek. As we pulled up, her mother opened the door and stood there with her arms folded and checked us out as I unloaded her gear from the boot. Her mother was wearing a house coat and slippers looking as though she had just woken up and had a wine glass in her hand. She was an attractive woman I guess in her late thirties. Gwyneth looked a bit embarrassed as she wandered up the path and turned to say goodbye. We tooted and waved as we headed off. Has Gwyneth got a few issues at home? Davy asked. More than a few. I answered. Chapter 17 I had to try and come to terms with my feelings for Gwyneth. I couldn't deny that what I felt was a bit more than just an exciting sexual episode with a beautiful girl. I was falling for her, but always there was this constant doubt in my mind about how promiscuous she was and that I might be just another of her romps with whoever took her fancy. Some of those doubts were alleviated when I ran down the hill and through the school gates the next morning, and there she was waiting for me with that devastating smile, swinging her hips with her hands clasped demurely in front of her. Been thinking of you, she said. Actually, I was thinking of you heaps last night, and this morning when I woke up. I couldn't help but grin back at her. Why was I that good a lover? No. I mean yes that too, but I, oh damn it I don't know how to say it. Can I have a go, at saying it for you? I hope I'm right and haven't got this completely wrong, otherwise I'm going to look like an absolute idiot. I dropped my bag and held her hands. You want me to teach you to surf? It took her a couple of seconds to realize I was teasing her. My grin gave it away. Your feelings toward me might be a bit more than having a bit of fun and a good time. I hope that's the case because I'm struggling with the same thing. She looked at me with a stunned look on her face for several seconds. God, you're good. That's exactly what I wanted to say. She pecked me on the cheek, regardless of everyone walking into school gawking at us curiously. I dropped her hands and picked up my bag. Come on, we can talk about this later. Training was a bit subdued. I broke it to Charlie that Gwyneth had come away with us. He was a bit stunned for a while and then he started pumping me for details. I knew that if I was evasive with the details, he would get suspicious. So I told him about the surfing, her bikini and everything else I could think of before the inevitable. Come on dude, did you get to fuck her? Nah. We mucked around a bit though. Deal still stands. She was adamant, got to win a race first. At least I hadn't lied to him, but I knew I was in a corner. How the hell would Gwyneth act around Charlie? Maybe she wouldn't come to training. But she did. We finished a set of reps and before we had even lifted our goggles, she called out the time to announce her arrival. Same place, same skirt hiked up and same panties exposed between her legs. She was beaming at us. Okay, boys. A week to go. So no distractions, I want to see 100% effort, and Tim your hips were waving around like a whore in a cat house. Get it together. She poked her tongue out at me as Charlie swallowed water when he fell back into the pool laughing. Charlie had changed our routine. This final week was all about strength and speed sprints. 
50 and 100 meter sprints with no cruising between laps. At the end he had Gwyneth time us from the starting blocks. My start was sloppy, and we worked on the depth of my dive. Gwyneth was waiting as we exited the changing sheds. Good effort boys, but I want to see better tomorrow. She lifted her skirt up. What do you think I should wear tomorrow, pink or blue? Oh damn I forgot, no distractions. She dropped her skirt and grinned at us that I had one day of detention left. Two actually but figured I might get away with the last one. Gwyneth was waiting for me as usual, and I was pleased to see no one else turned up when Chrissy walked in. Hi Chrissy, how come you get to take detention? It isn't your turn, is it? Hi yourselves. One of the benefits of being the youngest teacher in the school, I haven't figured out my excuses yet as to why I can't do it, unlike every other teacher in the school. So how was your weekend? She grinned at us. Who've you been talking to? I replied. Aaron, who was talking to Davy, filled me in on the details. Not all of them, I hope, said Gwyneth. Chrissy laughed. The boys were a bit smitten by you from what I heard. Did you enjoy it? Oh, Chrissy, it was so cool, I loved it. The beach, the surfing, the singing by the fire. Did you know Tim plays the harmonica? He's really good. Oh yes, I've heard Tim and Davy play plenty of times at parties. Anyway, how are you two getting along? We looked at each other. Um, yeah, we're cool. Getting to know one another. Gwyneth gave me a little punch in the arm. Tim. Chrissy could take that all sorts of ways. That's great. I reckon I knew before you guys that you would hook up. You make a lovely couple. I don't just mean you look cute but I love the way you look after one another, and we all need that. Here's some advice from someone who's been there and failed miserably. Be tolerant of each other, and please be careful. Be honest with one another, and things will only get better. Ah, that's heavy, Chrissy. I'm sure Tim will come around to my way of thinking. This time I gave Gwyneth a light punch on the arm that we were walking out of school when Gwyneth stopped me and held my hand. Tim. Um, what about Charlie? What about him? No. I'm sorry, I'm not going to try and tease you about this. You promised that the two of us could fuck you if we won a race, and now you're worried that maybe now we've hooked up as Chrissy puts it, either you don't want to do that, or you're worried about what I would think of you if you went through with it. That's twice today, Tim. That's twice you've put into words exactly what I couldn't say. How come you're so perceptive? That's an easy one. I haven't been thinking of much else. Let's see if we can simplify things. Do you want him to fuck you? No. Not anymore. Good, because I don't want him to either. So, we could just tell him that, and that's the end of it. I know, but it would be so unfair. He's worked so hard with you. I would feel so bad. Not only you but me too. It's a bit of a worry. Still, one thing we've got going for us is he must win a race. But honestly... I would feel I was deceiving him if we kept from him that it wasn't going to happen as you promised. What about a compromise? What if you gave him something else? Do you mean like a hand job or something? Wouldn't you feel just the same about that? Well, how would you feel about it? I just don't want him to screw you. I know it might sound like jealousy and a bit old-fashioned, but fuck it, Gwyneth. Anything would be better than that. I would only do it if you said okay. I mean if you didn't feel bad about it afterwards. Or hold it against me. Anyway, maybe he won't win a race. 
and for that matter you've got to too. Have you thought about that, Mr. Perceptive? Oh yeah, at least once a day, and then after Saturday night at least once every five minutes. She giggled, looked around and then moved closer to me. Keep that thought in mind, lover. I can't wait for you to fuck neither. I hope your training isn't just for swimming and running. I want this fella in tip-top condition when you run my race. She made a quick grab at my cock. Yes, ma'am, will do. I'll train every day. Okay, if you need any coaching or tips, give me a yell. You're going to give me a hard on Gwyneth if you keep talking like that. Good, I would hate to lose my touch. Chapter 19 We trained hard for the rest of the week. Gwyneth continued to time, tease, and encouraged that I had put off talking to Charlie unsure how he would react. Thursday was our last day as Charlie had insisted we had a lay day on Friday. The swim carnival was Monday. Charlie warned me to take it easy over the weekend, keep out of the surf and only light runs. As we entered the pool, I fronted him. Listen mate I need to talk to you. I guess by now you've figured Gwyneth and I are a bit of an item now. Only a blind man wouldn't see that, lucky bastard. Well, I can only put this one way. If you win, I don't want you to screw her, and Gwyneth doesn't want you tether for my sake. Ah, for fuck's sake. Thought this might be coming, fuck it. Do you know how many hours I've dreamed about screwing her, not to mention how many wanks I've had? Bugger, we've trained our arses off. Charlie smacked at the water with his hand. Hold on, bro. I know it must be disappointing, but Gwyneth wants to make it up to you in some other way, and I've agreed to it. What do you mean? She'll look after you, but you don't get to fuck her. I'm sorry, mate. I feel bad about it, and so does she. But we've become more than mates. If it's any consolation, I haven't fucked her, and she's adamant I'm not going to either unless I win a race. Charlie thought for a while. Sorry, dude. Guess I went off at you a bit. Didn't mean it, just a bit pissed. She doesn't have to do anything for me. I'm jealous as hell, but good for you. She is so frigging hot. Let's train. Last one, so let's make it a good one. Is she coming today? No, mate, I asked her not to, in case there was blood. The next day Gwyneth and I were sitting on a bench outside the science lab eating lunch. What you doing on the weekend, lover? Not a lot. Charlie's orders, got to save energy. Doesn't want me surfing. You ever been sailing? No. Haven't even been on a boat other than Dad's Navy boats when they have open days. Thought I might go for a sail tomorrow, want to come. Really, that sounds awesome. I watch the yachts all the time from home. It would be an early start again, be the whole day. Got to go out on the high tide early and back in on the afternoon's tide. I'll pick you up about six. Bring something warm and maybe something to eat. Okay, Captain, this is so exciting. Chapter 20 once again. She was waiting outside her house as I pulled up. Overdraft was a 24-day sailor that we kept on a jetty up an estuary not far from home. Dad and his brother raced her regularly, and sometimes on longer races Davy and I were roped in as crew. Dad wasn't racing it this summer as my uncle was in Europe for six months. He was a major in the army. Dad had given me the okay to take her out for the day. I was straight up with him and told him I was taking a girl with me. You're responsible for her, be careful. He warned me. I stored her gear below, and we motored down the channel and then out into the open sea. Okay, Gwyneth, 
Come and stand beside me. This is the tiller and you being so bright, you've probably figured out this is how I've been steering the boat. I'm going to turn her back into the wind while I get the sails up. So I want you to hold this straight. Yes, Captain, she said demurely and put her hand on the front of my shorts. It's not very straight. I removed her hand from my shorts and placed it on the tiller. Behave, wench, or I'll have you keel hauled. Wow, that sounds hot. Can we do that? With the sails up and trimmed, I cut the motor and overdraft coasted along before the offshore breeze. Gwyneth had a permanent grin on her face taking it all in. This is awesome, Tim. I feel like I'm running away. Where are we going? That island over there. It will take us a couple of hours. We'll anchor up for a few more, then sail back when the afternoon sea breeze kicks in. Okay. What can I do? Do you want me to help steer the yacht? Nah. Just sit back, relax and enjoy. Um, Captain Sir, would it be alright if I wore my bikini? No, Gwyneth. If you wear that string thingy you call a bikini, you'll be endangering the boat. I'm going to. What? Disobey orders. She popped down below and pulled off her top and bra, then realized I could see straight down into the cabin. Slowly she stood up, turned towards me, slid her hands up her stomach and cupped her tits. Swaying slowly, she pointed her nipples at me and gently squeezed them. I groaned and tried to look away but couldn't as she started to unbutton her shorts then dropped down to her knees before kicking them away. If you want to see more, Captain, how about getting rid of the shirt? I tried to ignore her, but my eyes were jumping between her panties and her cheeky grin. Standing up I jammed the tiller between my legs to hold it steady before pulling off my t-shirt. Gwyneth sat on the floor of the cabin leaned back on her hands and opened her legs wide before running one hand over the gusset of her panties. She kept staring straight at me as she rubbed and pushed at the thin material. Laying one finger along her slit she dipped the end of her finger into her hole then repeated it over and over before she groaned and clamped her legs together. She shook for a few seconds then spread her legs open again. Pulling her finger away and sitting up, she looked at the wet spot that had now spread across her panties before grinning up at me. I had to shuffle around and adjust the rapidly hardening cock in my shorts. Her panties hit the deck and she shuffled around and bent over pretending to have trouble finding her bikini in her bag. I almost died as she wiggled her bum to pull on those little string bottoms, then slipped on the top. Gwyneth sat next to me in the cockpit. You're a shameless tease, Gwyneth. I can't believe you just did that. And looking at that bulge in your shorts, you're a dirty perv. Come on, Captain Perceptive, admit it. You like looking and I like showing. We're a match made in heaven, and you can't wait to fuck me, and I can't wait for you to do it. But I'm going to, because I made a promise and keeping my promise is one virtue I have left. She poked her tongue out at me. There's nothing I would want more right now than to have your cock inside my pussy, but it isn't going to happen until you earn it. Meantime, enjoy the foreplay. Fuck Gwyneth. I shook my head. Where did that come from? Who's being perceptive now? Yeah, you're right, I do like to perv, but who wouldn't with a show like that? I just don't understand. You have no shame, no inhibitions, no reservations at all. Don't get me wrong, I think you are drop-dead gorgeous and hotter than hell, but why are you different to every other girl in the world? She hung her head. I thought we went over this before, I like sex and I like being sexy. 
and you saw what happened when I put on my little show just then, I got off on it just the same as I would have if you were doing it to me. How can I put this simply? Teasing makes me horny as hell and sometimes I come in my panties. She was quiet now for a few seconds. I don't hurt anyone by doing it. No one complains. If I'm that fucked up and not normal by doing it, then I'm sorry. It's just the way I am. Tim. Can't we just enjoy it? She nudged me with her elbow. Ah, shit. I'm so sorry, mate. I shouldn't have said all that. Don't know what's wrong with me. I'm the luckiest person alive having you, and I'm whinging about it. Here's what I think for what it's worth. You've got a battle going on between your dick and some sort of sense of morality. You're as horny as hell and wanted on one hand, but because I'm different you are probably thinking, is this the sort of girl I want to take home to meet mom and dad? You might be happier if you went through the process of chasing me, seducing me, and conquering me so that I became a googler I'd love struck, hang on your every word trophy girlfriend. Well, here's some news for you buster. I don't need seducing. I fell for you as soon as you stuck up for me. I went about seducing you. I teased and you liked it, which allowed us to get to know one another. If you think I'm just too slutty for you, then there is not a lot I can do about it. In the back of your mind, you've got this nagging thought that maybe I'm just a nympho who is going to go around screwing anyone I fancy. Well, that isn't going to happen, Buster, because I've fallen for you. I want you, and as long as you want me, I don't want anyone else. Got it? It took me a little while for what she had said to sink in. She had floored me. I shook my head and slowly the realization that what she had said was right dawned on me. Gwyneth was looking away over the side of the boat. I thought I was perceptive as to what you were thinking. I'm just an amateur, misperceptive. Can you please turn around and kiss me? I was grinning and she was smiling as she turned. As we kissed, she held my head in her hands as she crushed her lips into mine. I was in danger of crash-jibing the yacht and had to call a stop, got her to duck down to avoid the boom as it swung across and settled onto a new course. Let's just enjoy the sailing until we reach the island, I suggested. Otherwise we are going to end up going for a swim. Okay. She was beaming that beautiful smile at me again. How do I pee? I need to have a pee. Oh, you will have to pee into the baler, and then I'll throw it over the side. I pulled the baler from the locker under our feet. It was a large plastic bottle with a handle and the top cut off. She looked at it, and then me. Are you sure? Isn't there any other way? You could swing your legs over the back of the boat while I hold you if you liked. She thought about it for a while. The baler, I think. You're not going to watch, are you? She had it in her hand and was contemplating it. Wouldn't dream of it, but is that a bit of modesty I detect? I looked away but snuck a glance, as she slid her bikini bottom down, sat on the edge of the seat, spread her legs wide and started to giggle. She started to pee, but it came in spurts coinciding with her giggles which turned to laughter. It was infectious and I joined her as she handed me the half-filled bottle. I emptied it over the side. That felt so rude. Did you enjoy that, Captain? Saw you watching? Ah, hell yeah, that was hot. There's another boat heading towards us, Gwyneth. Could you put that piece of candy floss on and behave for a few minutes? Yes, sir, Captain. As the launch motored by, we gave the occupants a wave. Come and sit beside me. If you can learn to steer, 
I'll make us a coffee, miss mine this morning. The stove can be a bit tricky. I placed her arm on mine on top of the tiller. See that lighthouse, that's where we are heading. If you want to go right, push the tiller left and vice versa, but not too much. If you cock things up just let go and she will round up into the wind, but watch the boom gwineth. If we go too much to the left it will swing across suddenly and knock your block off. I took my hand away and let her have a go. She had a death grip on the tiller and eyes fixed ahead. I told her to relax. Five minutes later I was back with two mugs and sat down beside her and placed my hand on the tiller. No please, I like this, I like sailing, it's so quiet and peaceful. Guys have all the fun, surfing, sailing. There's nothing stopping you doing any of that. Ah, maybe a surfboard and a yacht. You can borrow a surfboard anytime, just ask Cooter, and my ship is yours. Can I take my top off? Could you undo it please? My hands are full, coffee and tiller. I looked around to check for other boats, then pulled the strings on her top. The morning sun was warming up, the best time of the day. Chapter 21 What's that? Gwyneth was pointing. I took the tiller from her, told her to duck and went through a jibe. Those are dolphins, let's take a look. I stood, put my fingers in my mouth and whistled as loud as possible. A single dolphin broke from the pod and headed towards us. This is a scout come to check us out. The dolphin raced around the boat then leapt high into the air. Gwyneth squealed with delight. Oh my god, he's beautiful, he's smiling, look at him he's huge. The dolphin shot back to the pod as I turned the yacht into the wind and dropped the sails. What are you doing? Going for a swim. Coming? I shot forward into the cabin and grabbed two masks, snorkels and flippers. Then tied a line to the cleat on the back of the boat and threw it over the side. No time to discuss it. If you want to swim with them, just do as I do. If you decide to come, don't let go of the rope or me. You can swim, can't you? She just nodded at me as I put my snorkeling gear and flippers on, whistled again and dived over the side. The pod split as it came around the bow and milled around the rear of the boat. There were about twenty of them. The bolder ones came close but not close enough that they let me touch them. There was a splash and Gwyneth dropped in beside me. She grabbed my hand and laughed into her snorkel as the dolphins slid by checking out the newcomer. A female with a newborn calf slowly swam up to Gwyneth and stopped motionless in front of her, the two of them staring straight at her. The calf shyly tucked in against the mother's side as it was being introduced to humans for the first time. With a flick of their tails the two of them skidded away in unison. Gwyneth turned to me her eyes huge as she tried to grin with the snorkel in her mouth. A large dolphin circled us a few times as we hung onto the rope. He dived down and slowly rose up between the two of us facing Gwyneth. She tentatively put a hand out, before releasing the rope and with two hands now held the dolphin above its dorsal fins. They remained like that for maybe ten seconds before the dolphin made several clicking noises rolled over onto its back and swam away. Quick as a flash the pod disappeared leaving the two of us staring in wonder at each other. We scrambled up the boarding ladder and into the cockpit. Gwyneth was so excited she didn't know what to say. Did you, that baby, I held a... I put a finger to her lips. No need to talk about it now. Let's just enjoy the moment. She looked at me for a few seconds and then flung her arms around me and crushed her lips to mine. 
we fell onto the squabs laughing and kissing. Her nipples were hard against my chest as we came together with her on top. She held my head between her hands and patched me with such abandon that I could feel myself hardening as her skimpy bikini-clad bottom rubbed against my cock. I want to fuck you so badly that I think I should break my promise. You just gave me the best moment of my life. Do you want to fuck me as much as I want you to? Hold on, Gwyneth. We are in the middle of the ocean with sails down, and I can hear another boat motor coming closer might be checking us out. Roll off me. Go into the cabin. There are towels in the front locker and I will get us underway again. Okay, Captain. But hold that thought. I'm as randy as hell. She disappeared below. A motorboat with two couples aboard roared up to us. You okay, mate? shouted the driver. Saw your sails down. Yeah, swimming with dolphins, thanks. I pointed in the direction the pod had headed. The four of them looked in the direction I had pointed before the skipper opened the throttles waved and they roared off. You bastard, Tim. I heard from the cabin. She came back to the hatchway arms on hips looking mad as hell. There's a toilet in that locker. Is there? Oh hell, I forgot. I think you're right. You dirty little perv. You made me pee into that bottle thing. I looked up at the sky trying to act innocent. Then grinned down at her. You seemed to think it felt naughty from memory. And wasn't that you giggling, laughing, and having fun? She jumped up into the cockpit beside me and quick as lightning grabbed onto my crutch. Ah, Gwyneth, that hurts. But she just squeezed harder. You've got two options, Captain. You either say sorry, Gwyneth, or you won't be able to use this for anything other than peeing into a bottle yourself. I laughed, but that only hurt more. I'm sorry, Gwyneth. Can I have a kiss? I like you being mad. It makes you poke your tits out, hot as hell, especially with your hands on your hips. One final squeeze and she let me go, placed her hands either side of my face and kissed me. I forgive you. It was kind of funny. Good trick, but I don't forget. I'll get you back. I think that maybe I need to check your dick out, make sure it still works. She started to tug at the top of my board shorts. Hold on. There's another yacht heading this way. Can you put a shirt and shorts on Gwyneth? I recognized the yacht as Darlene, one of Overdraft's regular competitors. The Dawson brothers and one of their wives were aboard. They cruised in beside us and I exchanged greetings. They were obviously inquisitive as Gwyneth reappeared through the hatchway. Hi, Tim. Nice day. Where's the old man? We've been missing him. This was Alan Dawson. How about a rum race, Tim? From here to between the lighthouse and Bibui? Sorry, guys. Gwyneth here is just a rookie. We wouldn't have a show in hell. Give you a head start. And two to one odds. How much of a head start? We'll let you set and trim your spinnaker before we are allowed to pull ours out of the bag. I thought about it for a while, looked at Gwyneth who didn't have a clue what we were talking about, and the distance which was maybe a mile and a half to the lighthouse. Okay, you're on. Give us a few minutes while I brief my crew, though. I filled Gwyneth in on what was going to happen. You're going to steer us just like you were doing before. I'm going to be running around like a silly bugger, playing with a big sail, and we are going to beat their yacht to the lighthouse. Then they are going to give us two bottles of rum. Simple as that. But Tim, I don't know what I'm doing. Yes, you do. You did it fine before. Just don't overreact. Treat the yacht gently. I went to work. Dragged the spinnaker out of its bag, set up the pole, ran the sheets back. 
clipped on the halyard and hauled up the kite. Trimming the kite to the position I was happy with I yelled out. Set. And the race was on. I can't see where I'm going Tim. The sail is huge. Sit over here. Look under the sail. But move around softly. Any sudden movement will slow us down with the wind being so light. We had a 100 meter lead on Darlene before they had their kite set and set off after us trying to steal our wind from behind. I had Gwyneth lead them on a merry dance, she was doing well with nice subtle movements on the tiller but the inevitable happened. We fell into a hole and Darlene got close enough to steal our wind before sliding up beside us then moving ahead. Good try Tim. That rum's going to taste good. Alan called across to us. Have we lost? Not yet, just need to find some wind. I saw what I wanted. A new breeze coming down from our left. Put a finger to my lips and indicated to Gwyneth to change course. Darlene's crew weren't watching. They thought it was a done deal as we hit the new breeze. Gwyneth straightened up and we surged forward. Alan looked around, saw what was happening but couldn't react fast enough as we sped past the lighthouse with a 30-meter lead. Gwyneth was squealing with excitement. We won. We won. She was beside herself as I dropped the spinnaker onto the foredeck and tidied things up. Darlene slid alongside us. Well done, Tim. You're a chip off the old man's block. Thought we had you there. I'll get that rum to you, mate. Cheers, Alan. Give it to Dad next time you're both at the yacht club. You sure she's a rookie? Nice boat handling if you asked me. You weren't having us on, were you? Alan was smiling at Gwyneth. No, Mr. Dawson, this is my first time on a boat, other than a warship. Did I do all right then? She had a blank look on her face like she didn't have a clue. Alan still wasn't sure if he had been had. The Dawsons gave us a wave and moved off. I finished on the foredeck, stowed the spinnaker, and joined Gwyneth. She had a smug smile on her face like the cat that got the cream. I took the tiller from her, rounded the point, and we drifted into the bay behind it, where I dropped the sails and anchor. Gwyneth had her shirt and shorts off again back to her string bikini, as I brought fresh coffees and her bacon and egg pie back into the cockpit. She was sunbathing lying on her stomach on top of the cabin top, facing me. Guess what you did, lover? What did I do? You won a race. You mean we won a race? I couldn't have done it without you. What are you trying to tell me? I asked innocently. I've been looking for a reason to justify breaking my promise to you, and now I've got it. You're allowed to fuck me now. I thought for a while. Gwyneth, I don't want to fuck you. She looked at me confused. I want to make love to you, is that okay? And yes, that's what I really meant. Sorry for being a bit gross. Do you really mean that? Yeah, I do. I just want to make nice slow love to you. That's after I eat your bacon and egg pie and drink this coffee. I grinned at her. Okay. She rolled onto her back. Guess you want me to wear my panties then. You know I like being felled up with my panties on. Is that part of making love? Chapter 22 I had a final check around the bay before heading down below. We had it to ourselves and it was calm, the wind having dropped right off, but I knew that within an hour or so the land would be warmer creating an onshore breeze. Gwyneth had gone below and been rummaging around for a good five minutes before I headed into the cabin. 
She hopped off the berth she had been sitting on, and I saw that she had rearranged the squabs and cushions to make plenty of room. She stood in front of me now naked except for a pair of panties. Her hair was brushed out, and her smile was as innocent as a newborn lamb, with her hands crossed in front of her pussy. She ever so slightly swayed her hips at me. It was so provocative I felt myself begin to harden as I moved forwards to embrace her. We kissed and our lips tasted of the salt from our swim with the dolphins. Our kissing was slow and gentle not like the desperate passions of a week ago when we were getting to know one another. I pushed Gwyneth down onto the squabs and lay beside her, leaned on an elbow and just admired that awesome body as I traced its outline brushing my fingers ever so lightly over her skin. Reaching down, I brushed over her thighs up over the curve of her hips onto her stomach, around each of her breasts up onto her neck then around her ears. As I touched her ear, I felt her shudder, so kissed it, running the tip of my tongue behind and then gently inside before taking the lobe between my lips and gently sucking on it. I felt the goosebumps rise under the hand I had on the edge of her panties, then she shuddered before speaking for the first time. God, Tim! Who? But I cut her off by laying a finger on her lips, before kissing them again and covering her face with soft kisses. Gwyneth shuddered again as I placed my lips over her closed eyelid and held them there. Her hips squirmed beneath my hand and her legs opened slightly. With fingers and lips, I traced around and over her tits, before kissing and sucking onto her nipples. Gwyneth was making little groaning sounds and continued to shudder occasionally. Please, Tim. I need you to touch me. I want to touch you too. Take your shorts off. Let me make love to you too. I stood up and dropped my shorts, kicking them away. Gwyneth sat up and placed her hands on my hips, turned me towards her, and stared at my rapidly hardening cock. Look what it can do all by itself. Clever boy. Shall I help it grow big and strong? I want it nice and big for Gwyneth's little pussy lover. She was grinning at me again, teasing the hell out of me and I was loving it. It took a lot of self-control not to rip her panties off and fuck her hard and fast. One hand went around my cock and the other under my balls. She started stroking me ever so slowly, leaned forward and put the tip of my cock between her lips before sucking it in. Then she spread her legs as wide as she could exposing her panty-clad pussy to me. They were already damp, and I placed two fingers over her dampness and very gently pushed the fabric into her hole. She groaned around it and sucked more of my cock into her mouth. It only took a few seconds more of me pushing her panties into her hole before she started to jerk and clamp her legs shut trapping my hand as her legs trembled. Her mouth came away from my cock, but she still gripped it as she squealed and shook. I pushed her back onto the bed and pulled her panties off, resisting the temptation to start fucking, pushing her knees apart, and exposing her further by pulling her pussy lips apart with my hands and thumbs and started licking, sucking, and poking. The taste of her and the smell of her pussy was like an aphrodisiac. I couldn't get enough of it and started forcing my face and tongue into her exposed and open crutch. My chin pushed into her hole as I licked and sucked on her clit. Within a couple of minutes her next climax had her squeezing with her thighs and pulling on my head with her hands entangled in my hair as she squealed again and panted for breath. That's twice you've made me come, plus a whole lot of little ones. Next time I want to do it with your cock and my pussy, if that is all right with you, Captain. Yes, ma'am. Do you want fries with that? 
She punched me lightly on the arm before telling me to lie on my back. Gwyneth straddled my thighs and grabbed hold of my cock, stroked it then looked at me with a lustful grin. You can come inside me, Tim. I'm on the pill. I want to feel your come inside me. I nearly came when she told me that. Back in those days the pill hadn't been around long. Gwyneth leaned forward so that her nipples brushed mine then guided the head of my cock into her hole. It was wet with her cum, and she slowly lowered onto me until half my cock was inside her before leaning forward again and kissing me. I was desperate to push into her but resisted again knowing that if I started, I wouldn't be able to stop. She was so wet and warm but surprisingly tight. Leaning back now she pulled my hands up onto her tits. Her nipples were harder than I had ever felt before and I looked down between us and saw her clit was poking between her lips more than I had ever seen before. As I watched, Gwyneth sank down lower and most of my cock was now inside her. It was my turn to groan as she slowly started to fuck me. Those dolphins were so cool, weren't they? And what about that race? We whipped their arses. Was my bacon and egg pie okay? Gwyneth grinned at me. God, your cock feels so good. Tell me if you need me to stop. She was teasing me, but at the same time trying to take my mind off what we were doing. Maybe you need to tell me if you need me to stop. Have you thought of that? Hmm. That's a nice thought, let's try that. She stopped but I kept going lifting into her, and now she groaned as I put my arms under hers and back onto her shoulders pulling her forward to kiss. As she leaned forward, I lifted my hips off the bunk and pushed as deep into her as I could. Back and forth, sliding in and out I slowly picked up the pace. Tim. I'm going to come. That's so good I'm going to come. I don't want us to come yet. Just do it, Gwyneth. Come all over my cock. I whispered into her ear then took her earlobe between my lips. That put her over the top and she pushed her hips down onto mine and held them there put her hands onto my chest and squeezed her pussy onto my cock. I felt it throbbing and a warm gush of her juice covered my cock before she eventually relaxed and collapsed onto my chest. Slowly I resumed my thrusting and she looked at me almost in disbelief. You didn't come. You're still fucking me. No, I'm still making love to you. You let me know when you've had enough and I'll come then. Yes, next time please, do it next time with me, but soon— I'm going to do it soon. I increased my pace and built it up till I felt myself begin to get to the point of no return. Now Gwyneth, start to come now. I was thrusting as fast and hard as I could while she bounced up and down in unison. She yelled at me and forced her hips down onto me, holding my cock with her pussy as I let loose and yelled back at her, come shooting deep into her. The two of us collapsed and it was several seconds before I stopped pumping cum and she stopped shuddering. Well, that was worth waiting for, wasn't it? I laughed after my breathing settled down. She started kissing me. I knew you were a good lover, but that was ridiculous. I am so wet. Me too. How about a swim? The boat's beginning to rock and it's not because of us. The sea breeze is starting, so I reckon we've got about twenty minutes. Our sail back home was a rollicking affair. The wind was up and waves starting to build. Overdraft was on a broad reach, her best and fastest point of sailing. I put Gwyneth back on the tiller and taught her how to reach along then surf each new swell. 
She loved it and was squealing with delight as we surfed down the swells before burying the nose into the wave in front then starting again. I had to admit she seemed to have a natural feel for the yacht. I had sailed with plenty of worse helmsmen even on larger yachts. She was almost disappointed as we rounded up dropped the sails and then motored back up the estuary. Tim, I thought last week at the beach was the best day of my life, but today was just the best, just the most amazing, just the most incredible day ever. Thank you, thank you for the sailing, thank you for the dolphins, thank you for the lovemaking. I thought your bacon and egg pie was better than last week's. It wasn't a soft punch that she hit my arm with, but we both ended up laughing. Chapter 23 It had crossed my mind that he might do so, and sure enough my father was waiting to help us as we pulled up to the marina. I had warned Gwyneth he might be there, and she seemed a bit nervous about it. Just be herself, but no flirting or teasing. My father was an astute man and would soon be on to her if she tried any of her usual tricks. I think my father fell in love for the second time in his life when he saw Gwyneth. He looked a bit stunned and wasn't expecting such a gorgeous girl. When we had tied up Dad stepped aboard, and I introduced her. Gwyneth gave him her killer smile and she kissed his cheek. Thanks for letting us go for a sail it was amazing. You're welcome, Gwyneth. Tim your mother wants to know if Gwyneth would like to come home and join us for dinner. I suspected a bit of a conspiracy here. Mum obviously knew about Gwyneth and was curious. She looked at me a bit worried again. You okay with that, Gwyneth? Um, yeah, that would be nice, thanks. We tidied up the yacht and locked her up. Gwyneth had the good sense to make sure the cabin was the same as we had found it before we docked. Dad headed off and we followed soon after in Mum's car. Tim, I'm really worried. I haven't got any clothes or anything. What if your mother doesn't like me? Then I guess I'll just have to kill her. Tim, be serious. I've never been invited to dinner before. I pulled the car over at the top of our street. My mother is one of the coolest, open-minded people you will ever meet. She runs an open house for all our friends. They know they can come and go, and there is always a feed. We'll just have to find you an evening dress for the dinner table. Actually, maybe not. I'm not sure Dad could handle it if you got all dolled up. Just relax and be yourself. You'll love Mom. We arrived home and I gave Gwyneth a quick tour before taking her into the kitchen to meet Mum. Our house was a big old place that had been built in the 1920s. Hello, Gwyneth. Mum turned and gave her a big smile as we walked and then gave her a hug. I guess you'll be wanting a shower. I'll show you where. Would you like to borrow some clothes? I guess you weren't expecting to come to dinner. Oh, thank you. That would be great. Sorry to be a nuisance. Oh, don't be silly. I might even have something nice. Cooter, Aaron and Davy are always having girls over that seem to be leaving clothes behind. Can't imagine why. She laughed. I've got a whole set of drawers full of them. Come on, this will be fun. I showered in the main bathroom while Gwyneth used mum and dad's and suit. It was probably nearly an hour later when I hadn't seen her again that I went looking to see where she was. Mom and Gwyneth were chatting away like old friends, laughing about who knows what, as Gwyneth helped in the kitchen. I left them to it. Davy Cooter and Aaron turned up after an unsuccessful surf trip and ten minutes later Chrissy arrived. I didn't mention that Gwyneth was here, 
So everyone got a hell of a surprise when Mum called dinners ready and found Gwyneth laying food plates in the dining room. Cooter was the first to react. Gwyneth, I knew you would see sense and come and find me. He raced over and hugged her. I knew you wouldn't be able to resist my record collection, and I can still buy you a puppy. She giggled, then everyone else came forward to give her a hug. Dad sat at the head of the table, but that was the most formal part of any meal at our place. Everyone hoeing into the food, beers and wine. The noise level gradually getting louder as Cooter spun his stories. Gwyneth was grinning the whole time and I could tell that probably she had never enjoyed the company of family and friends such as ours before. Tim. Got a call from Alan Dawson. Reckons he owes me a couple of bottles of rum. Want to tell us about it. My dad had a big grin on his face. Maybe Gwyneth might like to tell everyone about it. She was the helmsman. I had been hoping that Gwyneth would join into the conversations, and this was my opportunity. She gave me a half-pie dirty look then glanced around at everyone. All were waiting in anticipation. Well, they came along just after we were swimming with the dolphins. You swam with dolphins? This was Chrissy with an incredulous look on her face. Gwyneth, who no doubt had been itching to tell her story of the day's events, launched into an enthusiastic portrayal of what happened. When she finished, everyone clapped and cheered her. She was beaming with delight. After dinner, Davy, Aaron, Cooter, and Chrissy headed off to a party. Gwyneth and I declined and after helping Mum clean up, we walked down the road to the beach, hand in hand. I just can't believe how nice your mom and dad are. Your mom is so cool. She didn't even ask me one awkward question. I wish I had a family like that. Yeah, I know I'm pretty lucky. But you're part of our extended family now. That's if you want to be. Do you want to stay the night? Do you mean it? What about your parents? Won't they say anything? I don't mean sleep with me. Not the first time they've met you, but there are plenty of spare beds. The only thing you would have to worry about is Cooter in case he comes home drunk. He won't care which bed he flops into. Mum asked me if you were staying, and I told her I would ask. She wouldn't have asked if she didn't think you were worthy of Captain Perceptive. Tim. The more time I spend with you, the more time I want to spend with you. Do you feel the same about me? I don't just mean the making love thing, but it seems to me that we get along together and have fun. The best thing is, I can talk to you, and you understand and don't judge me. Have I got it all wrong? We were on the beach now and the sun was starting to set. I turned to her and held her hands in mine. Okay, here goes. If we are so much alike, and you're thinking what I'm thinking, then you're asking yourself, am I in love or am I falling in love? Can I say it, or will he or she just laugh? Should I say it first, or should I wait for her to do it? Then there is the great big question. How do I know if I am truly in love? I can't answer that for you. It's just for you to work out. I could ask you to say you love me, or you could ask me, but that's just not the same. I hope I'm in love. I hope the way I feel about you means I'm in love with you and I hope you feel the same about me. I don't think it's the hot, beautiful, funny, gorgeous girl with amazing eyes that makes me get a heart on every time she smiles at me. That makes me feel that way. I think it's deeper than that. Gwyneth was open-mouthed as she stared at me. God, you're good, Tim. Mr. Perceptive does it again. I don't think I should stay the night. Why is that? Because I don't trust myself to stay out of your bed. 
Control yourself, you horny wench. Tim, you know how I had a sort of fetish about two guys, and you know the thing about Charlie made that sort of difficult. Well, I've got another one. Another what? When we make love again, could we do a doggy? You know do it doggy style? Okay. I laughed. I'm in. What's so special about that? I want you to use me. It's just that when we make love, I sort of control what we do, and sometimes I feel that I would like you to be the boss and I know it sort of sounds dirty, but if you did me from behind, I think that would make me feel sort of used. Is that okay, or am I being too crude, too kinky? I guess I could manage that. I smiled at her. How is this for crude? You want me to fuck you hard and fast from behind. Yes, please. And if you wanted to, you could talk to me dirty at the same time, make me feel like a dirty little slut. She reached up and kissed me. Gwyneth, I don't know if I can do that. I love you, girl. I don't know if I can talk to you like that. Why would you want me to talk dirty to you? She hung her head down and thought for a minute. I've spent so much time being a tease, not letting you screw me when we both wanted it so much till today. It's time for payback and if you did that, I wouldn't sort of feel so guilty about leading you around with half a cillion as you call it. Also I want to see what it feels like to be the town slut that everyone fucks and uses. Ah shit, I'm sorry, I guess I've gone too far. Her head hung down and she was looking away from me. I put my hand on her chin and turned her head back to me. I was smiling at her. Okay, but if I do this don't judge me. I guess if I'm being honest I might enjoy it, and as Chrissy said we need to be honest with one another. What I don't like about it is that I wouldn't want that to become the norm, being rough when we make love, or being disrespectful as I talk to you. Don't worry about that. I would hate it if we stopped making love like we have been. I am so lucky to have you make love to me as you do. I don't think you have any idea as to how I feel when you make love to me, Tim. I almost come sometimes just thinking about it. I just need to try this once to get it out of my system. Okay, I'll try, but no promises. We hugged together as we watched the sun setting. Chapter 24 Monday The school swimming team plus a couple of other busloads of supporters headed to the city and regional champs. Gwyneth came with Charlie and me. Charlie was still giving me advice as I lined up for my first heat in the 100-meter freestyle. If you're ahead, just enough to win. No more. You've got an easy heat. Charlie knew most of the swimmers except for the one-off mugs like me, and he was right. I was able to ease up with 20 meters to go and finished half a body length ahead. Charlie had a bit more of a race in his first heat, but still won. That put us both into the final along with the six other heat winners. My best event was the 50-meter sprint. Charlie couldn't even beat me to the end of the pool if I just went flat out, all arse and no class as Gwyneth constantly reminded me, and I won that heat easily, but Charlie dipped out in his with a second. The 400 was Charlie's favorite and third event. He made the final with a win in that heat with a big margin, but his two main rivals won theirs also. The finals came around in the afternoon. First up was the 50 meters, my best shot at a win, provided Charlie told me. I got a good start and kicked through my dive. My kick was my failing and we had been working on an underwater dolphin kick, but I was still inconsistent, nailing it sometimes but not others. 
Tim got me aside and gave me the message and he wasn't mucking around. Stop pissing around, Tim. You know how to do it. So just do it. Think about what's at stake here, mate. Win this and you get to screw Gwyneth, but think of all the hours we've put in as well. Do it for me, will you? And for the school, caps or no bloody caps. Then he slapped my face. That really got my blood up. I didn't have the heart to tell Tim about our sailing trip and he thought the deal still stood. I hoped the guilt I was feeling wasn't going to slow me down and pulled on my cap. I hated the thing, made me feel like a pansy. Gwyneth had probably been the most enthusiastic and loudest supporter at the event, but had the good sense to stay away when it came to our race preparation. As we went to the blocks I looked up and saw her in the stands. She was grinning down at me and then the cheeky bitch turned up an inch of the front of her dress. My start was good, and I wound up putting everything into the next thirty seconds, all my training, my feelings for Gwyneth, for what Charlie had done for me, I let it out and touched first. Lifting my goggles and ripping off my cap, I looked for Gwyneth expecting her to be jumping up and down screaming. Instead, she was standing with her hands clasped together grinning while tears ran down her face. Charlie reached down and pulled me from the pool, then slapped me on the back. Charlie's 400 meter was a little disappointing for everyone other than him. He lost by a meter, but had beaten one of his rivals and given the other one who was a national champ a run for his money. The last event was the 100 meters with both Charlie and me in it. This was to give time for sprint swimmers to recover from the 50. Charlie slapped my face again and I slapped his much to the amusement of the spectators. Being an unseated swimmer, I had lane 8 and Charlie was in the middle of the pool in lane 4. Another good start for me and I was right near the front as we turned and headed back down the pool. I could see Charlie and another swimmer neck and neck but I was still slightly ahead as we went into the last 20 meters. As we got to the end I eased up and Charlie touched first with me second. Charlie ducked ropes and swam over to me grinning. Did you throw that race mate? I saw you ahead. What happened? Just ran out of energy Charlie. Must have gone out too fast. He looked at me skeptically then quickly embraced me. I had been running this unlikely scenario through my head before the race. Winning to me wasn't as important as it was to Charlie. So, when it played out in reality, it seemed like an easy thing to do. Gwyneth wasn't so easily fooled. You let Charlie win, didn't you? My denial was abruptly interrupted. Bullshit, Tim. I've spent too many hours watching you in the pool. You were looking across and the next minute your stroke rate dropped. Just a bit strange. I've never seen you do that before. I don't know whether to punch you or kiss you. Her voice dropped a bit now. You know what that means, don't you? Look, Gwyneth, Charlie deserved to win. I'd already won an event and didn't need to do it again. I never expected to get that good, and it was all down to Charlie and his coaching. Yeah, I know what it means. You've got to do something for Charlie. But the three of us are a team and we had already discussed that that might happen, and I was cool with it. Just don't tell Charlie what you saw, okay? Okay, I've decided I won't hit you but will kiss you instead, just not here. I've decided that was a nice thing to do, a very nice thing to do. Chapter 25 The next day Charlie and I were sitting outside the physics lab eating our lunch, when Gwyneth appeared, but instead of sitting with us, sat opposite us outside the science lab. She was ignoring us and when she finally looked our way, 
I raised my eyebrows in query. Slowly she spread her legs, just enough so that no one else would notice, and stared at Charlie. She continued to eat her lunch like this, then packed up her bag, looked around to make sure no one was looking, got up and headed into the science lab. All classrooms were out of bounds during a recess. What's she doing? Charlie asked. I think she wants you to follow her, Charlie. Guess it's time for your reward. I'll sit outside for a while before I join you and make sure no one goes in. Just keep low, so no one can see you through the windows. Hey, Charlie. Gwyneth has talked to me about what she wants. Don't get pissed off if I start talking to her like she was a whore, okay? Charlie looked at me as if I was mad. Are you okay with this? Yes, mate, you deserve it. Just do me a favor and don't screw my girlfriend. I gave him a nod when the way was clear then went and sat next to the door as he headed inside. After five minutes my mind was racing as to what might be going on. Did I trust them not to fuck? What did Gwyneth have in mind? How long had they been in there? It seemed like ages. My curiosity got the better of me and I snuck inside. Initially there was no sign of them, as keeping low I snuck between the rows of lab desks wondering where they were. At the back of the classroom there was a storage room and from there I heard a low moan. I poked my head around the door. Gwyneth was on her hands and knees and Charlie was kneeling in front of her. His pants were around his knees and Gwyneth was slowly sucking his cock back and forth. Charlie saw me, but just raised his eyes to the ceiling in bliss. I watched for a while and felt myself getting hard at the erotic sight of my girlfriend giving my best friend a blowjob. It didn't upset me one little bit. In fact, it was a hot as hell sight and I wanted to be part of it. I guess in the back of my mind I was wondering if this was the right time to join in but I started to get as horny as hell remembering what Gwyneth had said about her twosome fantasy and how she wanted me to fuck her doggy style, how she wanted to feel used. Kneeling behind her, I lifted her skirt over her waist and nudged her knees apart with mine. Gwyneth groaned. If I wasn't as horny as hell before, I was now. The sight of her panties stretched across her crutch from behind gave me a raging hard-on. I had to get my cock out of my pants and quick. While dropping my pants to my knees and freeing up my cock, I pushed the material of her panties up into her pussy. She pushed back and groaned around Charlie's cock. Charlie was grinning at me again and raised his eyes to the ceiling in disbelief. Gwyneth removed Charlie's cock from her mouth that was wet with saliva. She had a hand around it and while still stroking turned her head to look at me. Are you going to use my pussy and fuck me from behind? Gwyneth was giving me the okay to use her just as we had talked about. I was reluctant to fulfill the second part of her fantasy but thought what the hell. Yes, Gwyneth. Just keep sucking Charlie's dick while I get your fuck hole nice and wet so that I can fuck you like the dirty little bitch you are. You want cock. You're going to get cock. One using your mouth and one using your tight little pussy. I surprised myself with how easy it was to say what I thought she wanted to hear. Her eyes rolled up as she groaned. There was a hint of a smile on her face. Charlie gave me a what-the-fuck look but I just winked at him. You dirty pricked him. Do you know how vulnerable this makes me feel? You're making me suck a cock while I've got my knees apart as you perv on my panties while poking them into my hole with your fingers. You guys are a couple of horny dirty pricks using my holes like this. Instead of talking Gwyneth, how about using that potty mouth of yours to suck a cock? Make sure you give Charlie a blowjob to remember. 
He deserves it for all the teasing you gave him, you dirty little bitch. Gwyneth smiled at me, turned back, and licked the head of Charlie's cock before wrapping her lips around it and sucking it in. I had been pushing her panties further into her pussy. They were now quite wet. Perhaps it was the heady dirty talk that inspired me to do so as I lifted my thumb up to where the pucker of her arse was and pushed her panties against it. Once again Gwyneth pulled off Charlie's cock and looked back at me. You dirty filthy pricked him. God that feels naughty. She attacked Charlie's cock again but pushed back against my thumb as I applied more pressure against her arsehole managing to force some of the panty material into the pucker. With two fingers I pulled aside the gusset of her panties exposing her now very glistening wet pussy, held my cock with my other hand and rubbed the head up and down her slit before slowly sliding into her hole. She groaned and pushed back until I was fully inside her with just a finger and thumb around the base of my cock. I was then able to use those other fingers to touch and play with her clit. It felt harder than ever and after a few seconds of slowly sliding in and out of her pussy she began to come. I could feel her pussy tense and pulse around my cock then her arsehole started to contract around my thumb and the panty I had pushed into her hole. Oh my god Tim. What are you doing to me? She was almost shouting. Shh. Be quiet Gwyneth. Someone will hear you. Charlie's going to fuck your mouth while I give your pussy a good hard fucking until we both come in your slutty little holes. Charlie was grinning at me as I started fucking slowly, then built my rhythm up, until I was fucking her as hard and as fast as I could. Gwyneth stopped her sucking and put her head on her forearms. Fucked him. That feels so dirty. You humping my arse like that. You're using me as a fuck toy while you make me suck on a cock you dirty prick. Her words were grunted out between my thrusts. Let's all come at the same time. This feels so fucking hot I'm going to come again soon. Tim. Come on my arse for me. Charlie come in my mouth. Come over my face if you want. Grabbing at Charlie's cock again she slid it back into her mouth. Tell us when Gwyneth. I told her. We fucked and sucked for a few minutes more. I had been thinking about how she was responding to my thumb jamming her panties up her arse. She seemed to be loving it. I decided that was what I wanted to do, come over her arsehole, and the thought of it made me ram into her so hard that Charlie's cock was forced deeper and deeper into her throat. Now, she moaned with a mouthful of cock, although with her mouth full it came out as ow. Charlie threw his head back and groaned while I rammed into her a couple more times, pulled out, yanked her panties aside and pointed my cock at her arse. As the first two shots of cum splashed onto her arsehole Gwyneth started to come, her groans suddenly stopping as Charlie unloaded into her mouth. She shook and shook and as I finally stopped coming I watched as my cum dribbled off her arse onto her pussy and then dripped onto the floor. Gwyneth continued swallowing as Charlie with his head back and eyes closed unloaded into her mouth till eventually his cock slid out and he collapsed backwards. Gwyneth stayed on her hands and knees, every few seconds convulsing again, her back arching up and down as another orgasm consumed her. The three of us sat on the floor next to each other with Gwyneth in the middle. She was wiping between her legs with her panties. Lucky I've got a spare pair. She grinned at us. That was the best, guys. First time I've swallowed for your information, Charlie. She gave him a kiss on the cheek then turned to me. Thank you for you know what. Kissing my cheek, she grinned at me. All debts paid out and received. 
Ah, shit, she said glancing at her watch. It's five to one. We'll get caught. I jumped up and peeked through the window. Mr. Stevens, the chemistry teacher, was walking down the path to the lab. He was maybe a hundred meters away. Quick into the classroom, grab a couple of seats. Gwenda and I a bit dumbfounded did as Charlie said. Gwyneth stuffing her panties into her bag while Charlie and I pulled up our pants and buttoned up our flies. Charlie grabbed some chalk and started scribbling on the blackboard. Just act cool, he told us. So you see Gwyneth where you're having a problem is in balancing the equation where you're going from these substances here, iron oxide plus aluminium to this substance aluminium oxide then if you balance out the equation using the number of reactive elements you'll see that you will still have iron left over. Does that make sense? Out of the corner of my eye I could see Mr. Stevens through the window in the door, looking in and listening. I'm sort of, I'm not very good at math though, and when I see all those letters and numbers it sort of confuses me. The door opened and Stevens walked in. What's going on here then? We all turned to him as though we were only now aware of his presence. Ah, sorry, sir. Gwyneth was having a problem with balancing chemical equations, so I thought the best way was using a blackboard. Hope you don't mind sir recess was nearly over. Stevens looked at us then went up to the blackboard and looked at what Charlie had written. Wish all my students were this proactive. If I hadn't seen it with my own eyes I would have suspected you were up to no good. I hear you two did well at the swimming sports. Good for you. Sporting success and academic success seem to go hand in hand. Just check in with me first next time before you utilize the facilities, Charles. Ah, yes, Mr. Stevens, no problem. We managed to hold it together and get around the back of the sciences buildings and out of sight before we lost it. Gwyneth burst out laughing, followed by Charlie and me. We sat on the grass and laughed and laughed. Charlie, that was bloody brilliant. That's twice. Once at the pool and then today you've got us out of the shit. My sides were getting sore from laughing. Just remember to check in next time you want to use the facilities though, Charlie. Gwyneth chipped in, and we were away again. If it wasn't so rude what we were doing, I'd get one up on Cooter and his funny escapades. Do you guys realize I've still got no panties on, and I need a drink real bad? Gwyneth hopped up and started to jog towards the girls' toilets before remembering her state of dress and pushing down her skirt started walking. She glanced back at us grinning. Charlie and I sat there for a while, thinking about what had just gone down. I don't suppose that's going to happen again, is it, Tim? No, mate. We owed you that. But Gwyneth and I are an item now, and if I have my way it will be for a long time. Sorry, mate, I owe you a lot. You're a bloody good mate— and I can't thank you enough for what you've done for me, and Gwyneth. You're a lucky bastard. I hope you realize that. She's friggin' awesome. Am I jealous? You bet your arse I am, but you deserve her. It took me a while to click on what was going on in there, but I'll never forget it, being part of that little pantomime. You're a good mate, Tim. Even if you throw races. Charlie was grinning at me. Ah, shit. Thought I might have got away with that. Like Charlie had said, I felt like the luckiest bastard alive. At the end of the year, Gwyneth moved into my parents' house with us. Finally rid of her mother, she had family and people who cared for her, and she gave back in kind. My mother and father had their always wanted daughter.
Mom and Gwyneth were best friends and Dad loved having another female in a house after years of my brothers and I. When I decided I needed to spend time in Australia with my oldest brother who was unable to return to New Zealand, Gwyneth didn't try to stop me. She knew we were close and I had missed him ever since he had to leave. Her career was important to her. She still wanted to join the police, so she decided not to join me. Both of us knew we would eventually marry. It was a foregone conclusion. Our love-making was never dull. Sometimes Gwyneth wanted to be submissive and at others dominant which made it exciting. I was so infatuated with her that she was never far from my thoughts. Any doubts I might have as to how she felt about me would rapidly disappear as she did all she could to show her love for me. But all she had to do was smile at me with those beautiful green eyes and I couldn't help but grin back at her. There was only one thing we couldn't agree on, who was luckiest. Her for finding me or me for finding her. She also learned to surf and sail, and whenever we were on the water she was constantly on the lookout for dolphins and other yachts we could rum race with.